Hey, how you doing, everybody? Rise and shine. If you're grabbing this as it drops five o'clock on a Monday morning, I send you love. We send you love. Good vibes. And we hope you well. Um, fuck, man. Bonkers out there, isn't it? You go out your door and people are... Um, People are making decisions to get on with their lives, it looks like, doesn't it? And that's really reassuring. I think people understand that their risk assessment, their instincts, they're the strongest and the truest thing that we know. The din of the mainstream media coercing you, strong-arming you into fear and paranoia is fading and it's fading fast um and it shows you know we are people of big heart and great hope because initially we all did want to do the right thing we all want to okay shit yeah something's going down what do, you know let's do what we need done you know even some of us who smelt a fish early you know okay you never know but um yeah, it's clear to me, the world that I'm moving in, the physical world, I don't pay too much attention digitally because there's just chaos online, but in the real world, people are choosing to live, they're choosing to trust themselves, and trust yourself has been a line that, for me, sums it up, and I use it quite a lot when I'm posting with the Chew the Chat stuff, you know, we don't want to be preachy, we don't want to be you know, whatever, but bottom line is, is we are all fucking freaked out, man. We are all, we do need, we do need each other and we need warm words and we need to be reminded and we need uh, to remember that we're in it together and it's okay. And you, your feelings and your instincts and your prerogative, your inclination is the most powerful thing that you own and the television or a banner or an advert or a radio bulletin or a tabloid headline is not stronger than your instinct and your your truth. So trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, you know, the people around you, they learn to trust themselves. It's beautiful. So I really believe, you know, they're, they're cranking it up in the press. I mean, I don't know if you saw recently... This just one. I just picked one of the fucking despicable, abhorrent fucking fear mongering headlines that the BBC have put out, which, which was along the lines of joggers. You know, joggers. If you see joggers, joggers have. Um, there's a high possibility joggers have got COVID. You know, I'm a jogger. Yeah? On a Tuesday and a Thursday morning, I get out with a good friend of mine to train and we we run we do functional strength we do bits of bobs of everything but there's running involved and we're out there running and dog walkers people who i just outlined people who are only being fed information via that mainstream structure via that funneled filtered structure that the system has just rigidly put in place. If you are only clipping the radio on when you get, you know, and listening to the, ooh, and nine billion more cases today, and if you look at somebody, they're going to drop dead and combust in front of your eyes from, co you know, like, the, the, of course these people are scared. Of course they're scared. 
And now we've put the idea in their mind that a jogger, if, a jo- if you see a jogger, I mean, for fuck's sake, if you see me run past you, right, at 10 to 6 in the morning, there's a good chance that that is a sign that this person running past you is probably taking other lengths to protect their health as well as running on a freezing cold January morning. But a dog walker who doesn't know any different, who's listening to the radio, watching the television, listening to all the statistics, listening to all of the fucking madness coming through the mainstream media, they can't help but be worried, be be freaked out. and, And such a manipulative move by BBC because a high chance, they don't outrightly say it, but the good news is is that the uh, Advertising Regulation Authority have pulled them on it, and they've had to pull it down. Now, you guys, probably a lot of you listening to this podcast have been drawn to it because a friend told you or you came across it and stuck with it or whatever, but you'll you'll know by now that, you know, this this is a place for thinking outside of the box and not being stuck in the fucking box that somebody else built, that somebody else put it where they wanted it and somebody else put the fucking lid on it. That is not where we are. You know, we're, we're thinking on as many levels as we can muster. We're not saying things are right. We're not saying they're wrong. We're not saying they're tall, long, short, fat, thin. Fuck, none of it. We're just trying to work it out and we're open to all things. So knowing that that's happened in a time when you guys have probably been posting things and sharing things and trying to get to the bottom of your own battle of your instincts against the noise, the, sh- the, the, the media, the news, you've probably been struck with a, this is misinformation. This is, um, you know, re- requires NHS advice and all of the crap. You know, you're being told that you're spreading misinformation because you've just shared an interview or an article where a scientist says something contrary to the mainstream arc. So having the government be pulled, uh, that's the start. That's the start of the slippery slope for them. I think it's happened on a couple of other of these fucking despicable memes they've been putting out into the culture as well. So that's really good news. I I was really happy to hear that. And I make a point whenever I'm out now, you know, um, it's not a, it's not a surprise to anybody who follows Chew the Chat on the socials or any of that stuff or pays attention to anything that's going on with Chew the Chat and, and me. I'm living my life the same as I always have. I am not being imprisoned by somebody else's idea that is heavily, heavily doctored and carrying an agenda that that just overrides any humane fucking sense. Not doing it. I respect, like I did way before any fucking pandemic, I respect the earth, I respect people, I respect space, and I carry myself as best as I can. And if I'm going to... St- shut my door on the world and sit in my house and be told, don't hug my children, because that's another meme they've put out there. I don't want to digress, but another meme they've put out there, or actually an interview with the scientist, I forget the lady, the scientist's name. Do not hug your children when you've had the vaccine. Now I'm going to give you a second to let that sink in. Do not hug your children when you've had the vaccine. 
Now, you can do a little search and you can dig this out. It was a BBC article or interview. I forget the reporter and I forget the lady's name, but I'm shooting from the hip. This is an intro. It's Sunday. You can find it. She said, don't hug your children when you've had your vaccine. Now, let that, let that just wash over you. The interviewer sort of pushes for, well, okay, that seems, okay, well, you know, what, what's the time span for the, for the vaccine to be initiated into the system and to be, you know, at a point where we can hug our children? You know, is it two, is it three weeks? Well, yes, it's, you know, it's approximately two to three weeks, but we would advise against it. So, you know, that is sick. Sick. Don't hug your children. I mean, I'll leave you with that. I can't carry on on this path because it'll all come out of me. Let's get back to the positive. The positive is I go out my door into this world and I'm seeing people just going about their lives and people saying hello to each other, people nodding at one another with a with a knowing, a care that, yeah, we're in this crazy time, but, you know, I'm here, you're here. This makes me feel good because I've made the choice to come out and do my thing and you are and they are and this is this is good. We're together. This is good. So let's stick with that. So I hope you are all well and good. I think we will see... In the coming months, we're going to see it unravel a bit because numbers don't lie. <laughs> they do in the short term. They can be dressed up, they can be rolled in glitter, and they can, you know. But over time, it'll all come out. The goodwill's out in the end, and uh, we'll see. We shall see. So I, I send you well wishes. I hope you're all good. I would like to say massive thank you to sponsors. So last week's episode was with Matt Frost, biohacking. Uh, cryotherapy punk rocker it was a great episode really enjoyed it It was great to catch up with matt and we've had lovely lovely messages and people who've been doing cold stuff and trying this and trying that and sending us anecdotal stories and yeah it's amazing go steady out there because it's cold at the at the minute my wife was just out again this morning in the lake around the back of our place and the water she took my camping thermometer and the water was zero degrees (laughs) had to crack the ice off to get in um, but we've had lovely messages and it's been awesome. And Matt's a sponsor with the Lincoln cryolab.co.uk, obviously out of bounds at the minute because why the fuck would we leave anything open that can help your health and your mindset and your mental health and your longevity? No, shut that down. Shut that down. Stay at home. We'll give you 500 quid to go for a test. Yeah. But we'll fine you 200 quid for being outside. Anyway, this week's episode is our other sponsor. So I'm wrapping these episodes up in the sponsors because we can't really do anything with the sponsors because they're short. But you know, every week I'll say, I'll say it again. Google it. Google cryotherapy. Google flotation therapy. Kieran Rattigan is this week's episode. He's our flotation therapy provider. This is a great episode. The occult, black magic, psychedelics, flotation. It went out on Friday night on YouTube. Head over to YouTube if you haven't already, because it's a it's a it's a bubbling little community we've got going there. And I think there was like I think it was like ninety people in the live uh, on the premiere, in, chatting away in the in the room and everything. On uh, and it was a long one; it's getting on for three hours, I think that episode. But it was beautiful chatting with Kieran because he is a psychedelic, warm, just a lovely soul, just just beaming positivity and vibes and uh yeah being a 
a provider of a flotation experience to people. It just, yeah, it was really one of my favorite podcasts because we just, we were just, yeah, we get lost in the psychedelic, in the love. I mean, the, for me, the, the over, the overtone of the episode was just love and Kieran's a, a recent parent, little Bobby, um, you know, his little boy. I think it's just, is he a year, a year? I think he, in fact, it made me think actually, he might be a, it's like a pandemic parent. I think Bobby was here before the, before the, I'm, I can't forget how old he is. I think he's between one, somewhere between one and one and a half, I think. But um, what a beautiful conversation it was. And people were vibing in the, in the, um, we've got a lot of tags and what have you, story shares. People sat in the gardens with fires on and candles on. And yeah, it was really, really cool. And we can really feel it bubbling there. And we've got some news coming about YouTube, which is really cool. So yeah, head over to YouTube, hit the subscription, hit the notification bell and join us for our little Friday night ceremonies. They're good fun. Um, but yeah, what, what an episode you've got coming to listen to today. It's a long one. Uh, yeah, two, two, and a, two hours, 35 minutes it was. But it was great. And, and again, same with Matt last week. So they're, they're two powerful friends of mine and sponsors who are just putting out positive vibes, positive services, positive mindset. And it's a real privilege to have them be part of the podcast. So jot it down. You can use the code word CHEW when the world turns back up the right way around. You can use the code word CHEW and you can go to godeepflotation.com and you can go to linkandcryolab.co.uk. Use that code CHEW and you'll get 10% off. Say hello to the guys and, uh, yeah, have a little trip. Okay, I'm not going to um, say too much more about this episode because it I've just have done and it's brilliant and I really enjoyed it and Kieran's super lovely. He did do episode, we did an episode early. It was the first episode I ever recorded which went out as number four, I think it was. So you can go back and check that out if you enjoy this. But um, yeah, that is it. That's all I'm going to say. I've got some stuff to bring in at the end. So I will see you on the other side. In the meantime, I'm going to play you some music. I've just been sat in the house with with my little boy, Jesse, and he was watching The Midnight Gospel, the final episode, episode eight, with Duncan Trussell and his mum having a conversation about her passing away. She had stage four breast cancer, and it makes me cry every time. And my little boy asked me why I was crying and I said because his mummy's dying and she's being very powerful and explaining to her little boy that it's okay and that death is a beautiful and wonderful thing and it teaches us to be in the moment and to be here now and it hurts. But the only way that we can we can break our hearts open is by by them being broken to such a degree that it breaks them open and releases the love. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I just watched that episode with him. So I'm going to play you some music from, from the soundtrack. And it's a great tune. I love it. Across the Rolling Hills by Peter Ronan and the Bluegrass Band. So without further ado, I love you. Pass it on. This is episode number 48 of the Chew the Chat podcast with Kieran Rattigan. Across the rolling hills I come riding Across the rolling hills I come riding Across the rolling hills I ramble at my will Across the rolling hills I come riding With my banner in the wind I come riding 
everyone doing how's everyone doing and i was like to be honest i'm not feeling that zen like everyone kind of just felt fucking mental like the day mutilated after, yeah like they're just like anxious like my my i think I, I woke up the day after the ice bath and i instantly lost my shit because we ran out of coffee 
Annie was like, where's the coffee? And I was like, this is not Zen at all. And then Matt was like, yeah, I've been feeling really weird in my chest, like anxious. And then he messaged Tom. Was it Tom? Dan Beckett, who did the Wim Hof thing. And uh, he said it's completely normal. I mean, things start to bubble up when you're kind of doing the work as well, I guess. Mm, yeah. Oh, but well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it off cryo. I said to Matt yesterday, I get it I get it from cryo a little bit. I've had it a couple of times from cryo where I've just had that kind of, yeah, that weird kind of just slight agitation and yep. anxiety. Because and, I think I've set myself up to be zen out my Mm-hmm. Out my tree, you know, mm-hmm. I've just done cryo, I've got everything set up. You know, yeah. a lot of the time when I'm doing floating or cryo, I've set my life up around it. You know, I've got all the dots are dotted, the T's are crossed. Yeah, covering all bases. Yeah, I've got free time, you know, and I've, I strategically try and set up. So then when I, I come out of a cryo and I feel all kind of like almost just like... Just a bit off, just a bit yeah. wonky. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I think I was last time I did cryo, I haven't done it for ages. But um, I came out a bit like, as I double dip once, I did do a double dip once where you're like, you know, three minutes and then three minutes again. Like really? Five, yeah, I did it one day, only once. I don't think I'll do it again because that was quite intense because you get out and then Dom puts you on like the exercise bike for like two minutes. Then you jump back in. The second time, you just don't want wow. it. Like, yeah. And after that, I was like, I think that was too much. Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Because yeah. it is see, what you're putting your animal through. It's such a, again, it's an ordeal, mm. you know, mm. back, to, back to the ordeals and stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But I do, uh, it's definitely mentally clear in any way, cold water anyway, mm. definitely. Mm. Especially when you don't want it, that's when you want it, that's when you need it. Yeah, that, but, that's the trick to yeah, this Yeah, you're having a great shower, it's cold outside, you've been on site all day, and you're like, oh, and you're just looking at it, you're looking at the, you're looking at the, the controller and you think, oh, God, here we go, here we go, here we go. And yeah, I did it earlier, and like I, I think I said earlier, like when we spoke last week, I'm, I'm always just like, you're a fucking pussy, and then do it. Always something like that, or just like, mm. and then just... Break through that final barrier. Yeah, and then really be still. Whereas it goes cold, like stay still, still. Let it wash over you. And it's hard because you want to move. You want to like you just because it's cold. It's so cold. But like mm-hmm. on the uh, the ice bath, it's on when you're getting into the ice bath. You do the exhale. I mean, Matt Matt did this really well. Um, but like that's when you do the exhale as you as you sink as in. you're going in because your instinct is to go. <gasps> In your chest, like high up here, and like start breathing quickly here, but mm. just. And after a few breaths, it's okay. But mm. I haven't done an ice bath in ages. Uh, I, what's an ice bath coming in at, in terms of temperature? I don't know actually. I think Matt. What did Matt say? What did he say? Chuck us that vape, Aiden. I'm going to fill it up before <laughs> we go, fucking beaming out there. Although well, the Christmas special, I think we were that smashed that I ended up just fucking filling it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's middle of the podcast. <laughs> oh dear. Mm-hmm. What yeah. vape's that? It's just a little. Uh, it's called the herb herbivore herb 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 five G. It's got a little ceramic chamber. Just got a ceramic chamber in there that just heats up, and yeah, as simple as that. And beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, they're a bit of a fuck about vapes because you know you've got to press the button in a strange kind of Morse code style to get it on, and then change the temperatures. And there's a lot of button pressing, mm. and then waiting for it to get up to heat. You know, you've got on this one, you've got three colours. So you've got green, blue, and then white, and that that represents the heat. Right. Okay. So the harsher the heat, the harsher the hit quicker the burn yeah um so for instance it's five to get on one two three four five and then it'll flash and when it goes solid it's up to heat so if i if i send it up again once that goes solid 
it's up to heat, ready to burn, ready mm-hmm. to go. And then you've got, I don't even know, I've never measured it, but I think you've maybe got like a minute or two minutes to, to vape. They always catch you off guard as well. Because when I first got a vape, I was like, I don't think I've got anything. Yeah. Oh, they, oh it, it sneaks times. up. Oh, and then you're like, oh dear. <laughs> it sneaks right yeah. up behind you, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, it yeah. does, yeah. Catch you off guard, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Well, listen, Kieran, welcome to Chew the Chat podcast. It's a pleasure to have you back in the studio. Well, no. I mean, I digress from our, the first podcast I ever recorded yeah. was on the road. It was in your float space yes. with you. Yes, it was. Yeah. Last November, I think. Something like it that. Probably was. Yeah. November 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who watch the podcast here on YouTube, they won't necessarily know that the audio version of this podcast you've been sponsoring from day one, mm-hmm. Go Deep Flotation. You yep. are Mr. Go Deep Flotation. You, you've been Hello. giving good vibes to the people <laughs> for, what, a couple of years now? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. two years in July. There you go. Yeah, because, you I mean, you started and we, we, we were just opening, so it all coincided really nicely. Yeah. The way we met. Yeah. And the way through your wife, Alex, and mm-hmm. met up with Annie and did some doula work. Yes. And then Witches w- and wizards. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then and then I said to her, well, are you welcome to come for a flow? And she was like, oh, no, I think my husband might. And then oh, for that sure. was it. I was over the moon. I mean, because I, I was going to call uh, Calm Water for a long time, since yeah. 2012 or 13, I think. That's the closest I could get. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Alex came back from doing some work with Ali, and it was like, oh, you think you're really going to like them? They're lovely people, <laughs> and they've got a float. And I was like, whoa. And then, obviously, we hit, we hit it off, and yeah. not only floating, and I'm sure topics we'll touch tonight, you know, yeah. occult magic and <laughs> all of that sure, stuff. Um, but, yeah, that first podcast, uh, yeah, 2019, end of 2019, we did it in the float space. I'd just done a float, hadn't I, I think? Yes, you had. You floated before, yeah, that's And right. I came sort of floating out into, the, into that nice lovely tranquil space that you have just outside the float room and we we just got into it and it was a, it was really really lovely a lovely episode and considering it was my first i don't know if you'd done a podcast no, at that I point man. No. i mean i'd done one before but with my brothers which will probably surface in the future somewhere um which was via skype there in thailand but that was the first time i'd sat out you know with my little i think i had a laptop and a couple of usb yeah, mics yeah 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 and we did that episode. But that's episode four for people if they want to go back, check it out. Episode four with Kieran, go deep. We talk about your upbringing, your trajectory. Mm-hmm. And it was lovely, as I say. But as we sit here today in the studio, it's lovely to have you. People can see you, Kieran. I'm here. Yes. I'm, it, dude, it's so nice to be here. I've seen, uh, you know, <clears throat> on the set, the helm. Yep. The helm of, you know, the hive mind of this podcast. It's great. It's great to be here. Thank you. And thanks for letting us come on again. No, it's an absolute pleasure. And tonight, uh, you know... We we had a little get together at Christmas, didn't we? Um, we did. In a bubble, in a nice safe bubble, a really um, tight little bubble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll get into that tonight. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, well, before I start, I can say, say is that I've got my the book, the book of Enoch. I did. I put I put this on out of celebratory reverence. I th- I th- so to to, our, to yeah. our, our uh, nod to John D. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who? We got it. There it is, Lot. Louv, yeah. This was another thing that we got chatting about. Yes, it was. So, admittedly, I never finished that. Oh, fucking tell me about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go, Adam. So, oh, I'll go down my camera, Lot. There you go, John D. Now, I got about. In fact, I'll tell you where I got. I'm about a third of the way through, yeah. Yep. Okay. There, Lot. Yep. 
it's so. I mean, when you start getting into his the hieroglyphs and the Enochian magic and just some of the tables and the way they set everything out, it's so confusing to take in. John D and the Empire. Empire of Angels. Of Angels, and this is Jason Louvre. Yeah, who is powerful, Jason Louvre. I, 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 I've listened to so much of him with via Duncan Trussell and those guys. And when I knew this book was coming, I thought, my God, there's some there's some fucking history and some madness in that book. Yeah, but yeah. getting that that far in, it was so dense. It was. I mean, I know we spoke about, it and I was like, I wonder if he's actually reading it. I wonder if because I was like, I fucking I've gone halfway and I need to read it again. Like I, I didn't even get because I think the last bit of the book is like about Parsons and rocketry and like yeah. Scientology and the stems and roots of that of how like how John it all D, comes about. Yeah, it stems back to the 1600s of just a guy in London just. Invoking the spirits with his mate Edward Kelly, Kelly. yeah. Mm. But it was a—it's a really interesting book, um, and that's how we—that's how, yeah, that's how we. Well, actually, no, I think you posted on a story about Leadenham. Leadenham, yeah, because he spent time in Leadenham, which is a little village not miles from here. No, not far at all. Mm. And it was really weird because the day I read—it was about a month before I read that page—and the day. The day before, I was working in Leadenham um, at an old pub, like repiping it and putting some heating in. They would turn it into like an Airbnb. And I'd never been to Leadenham. And I was like, oh, it's a nice village. And literally the next day, I read that page and I saw Lincolnshire. I was like, no way. Yeah. It was so strange. Yeah. So I've been there. I've been in the church a few times because wow. there's a plaque on the wall. You can see like his name there. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, you said to me I should get down there and have a look yeah, at that. Cause I was I was there not long after I think similar to see a client, and I, I remember you'd saying you were actually there. Yeah, and been back to see it. Yeah, I've been. I, when, when did I last go? I can't remember when I went last. When, um, but the door was closed. The the church door was closed. So I was like gutted. But you can go in there. And it's just weird to stand in there and be like the guy opened the place up and looked after this for like ten years. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to work out where he lived. I was yeah. like, where would he live? Would it yeah. be like the vic- vicarage or? There's a couple know. of old buildings still there, isn't there? Yeah, mm. yeah. But, mm. like, um, yeah, super interesting. Super. Mm. I mean, it's way over my head as well. Well, we should probably give people a little bit of a, uh, an outline on, on John Dee. So John Dee was kind of, like you say, 1600s. Mm. He was an advisor to to Queen Elizabeth I, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, advisor, astrologer. I mean, yeah. a lot of them, a lot of the monarchy as well organised a lot of their dates around astrological events so it was always quite normal to have a right-hand man yeah such as john d mm. uh, but he also he lived in he resided in mortlake in london um and here and kind of switch between a few uh, uh, both of them i think um but yeah he was also i think he had the biggest library in the world after yeah that's, that's i read that yeah yeah after the remember that. the library of uh alexandra, alexandra. yeah he, mm. he was like he had all the sacred books and I think he might have had, oh, I heard McKenna talking about it once, the Voynich, Voynich Manuscript, right? which is a book that no one has been able to decipher. It's in a language that no one knows, and there's not ever been anything found that resembles anything like it. And I think he had it for a bit and was trying, I think quite a few famous people have been trying to decipher it mm. and what it holds, but I think he was in possession of it for a while. So mm. just, just a really interesting guy. Super so. interesting, and there's some kind of vague... Rumours of James Bond being sort of finding its roots from from John D. Yeah, I mean he was the double O seven. He was the double O seven. He was the original. He would sign his um, lot of letters as well to Queen Elizabeth. Double O seven. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some. I can't remember the, the reason for that. I'm sure there's some new. I think when, event. when he when he when he when he 
um, left the monarch and went off travelling through Europe. He was accused of espionage quite often for the, for the, for the British Empire. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he's said to have coined that term as well, the British Empire. Yeah, he did, yeah. And also he was responsible for circumnavigating the globe like the maths of yeah. how to decipher where actually geographically you are located in the earth, like on the earth and how to get from point A to point B. And his, I think, like sums and mathematics worked out how people got around really well. It's amazing. Which is nuts, yeah. Some but then also mind. he spent a lot of time, you know, working with the divine and trying to tune in and decipher the Enochian alphabet, which was the long, yeah, well, that, which is... There you go. I think I'm actually wearing this T-shirt on the press shot for this podcasting. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, it's something I've never... I mean, you look at it and it just... Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy spent his whole life doing this with Edward Kelly, like channeling the spirits, working with the archangels, which is really similar to, well, Crowley and mm-hmm. Freemasons. Well, that, so much inspiration came directly from John Dee, didn't it? Yeah. And, and also, he was like the first Merlin archetype. Yeah. Like every like Gandalf, Merlin, like he was the guy that was kind of the mm, the wizard, the wizard, the English kind of shaman that was a wizard and into his well, kind of he was the stem stem of the a lot of. A I cool need to stuff. finish this fucking book. Dude, it's making I me do. want to get back into the book. <laughs> I do, but what well, I think I stopped. I can't remember where I stopped. But I think what's amazing is they spent years deciphering this, and then. One day, they'd get, like, a channeling from Edward Kelly, because Edward, Edward Kelly was the guy that was doing the readings and the scrying and kind of tuning in, and kind of John Dee was navigating him through the process. But, you know, they'd go a year with writing something, and then one day you'll get a message saying, oh, you've been tricked. You've been tricked by a demon. Like, and I think about many, many times they started it over again because an archangel would come to them saying, oh, you've been deceived for the past year. Mm. like don't trust it and there was so many times in the book i was like god like yeah that's gotta be yeah heartbreaking yeah yeah definitely and like i mean i don't know how he ended i can't remember how his life ended up actually i think it was quite sad i think it was sad i think he died in in squalor yeah in poverty yeah he didn't be able to whip something up but um, was he trying to like decipher well the Probably. alchemical dream trying to turn lead into gold. And yeah, that's what the, the the monarch, alchemy. Yeah. That's what the monarch wanted. Yeah. Whereas really, alchemy is like a transmutation of your inner self. Yeah, spirit you know? and energy. And, yeah, mm. yeah, but of course, the monarch, like, you know, gold. Yeah, you know, turn it into gold. Yeah, there he is. There's powerful John Dumont. Upon his return to England, he found his home library vandalised. He eventually returned to the service of the Queen, but was turned away when she was succeeded by James I. He died in poverty, and, and his, his grave site is unknown. Apparently, he's buried um, next to, in Mortlake, next to his house, um, at, at an altar of a church. He's buried, actually, at Mortlake Church. Right. Well, actually, at the altar, apparently. You have to maybe check that, but um, okay. just, you know, crazy rumours as what well. A do, what a, you know, when you, when you do dig in, and there's a lot to dig into, and as I was finding when I was reading this book, so much of it that was for my little brain was trying to retain names of all these people along the way, these other, you know, spiritualists and occultists and monarchs and, yeah. you know, aristocrats and all of this. 
it's like, what? And yeah. it always comes back to me with other history I read. It's like, how the fuck do we know this? Yeah. Yeah. How has this been recounted <laughs> on some deer skin at one point? You know, and then it's been sort of scribbled onto some tablet and then we've managed to get onto paper. And all the while, it, you know, like used to tape over tapes, we yeah. did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by yeah. the time you got to the fucking bit you wanted, it was just like a dirge. <laughs> yeah. The screen would start fucking swirling. You go, oh, no. So it always mesmerises me, that. But, yeah, there's so much that leads back to John Dee. And a lot of... I think probably put my neck out a bit, but a bit of suppression as well on some of some of his history and some of his findings and some of his knowledge and his work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what do you, in what respect do you think? I don't know. I think because it's a bit woo. Yeah, very woo. You know, and a, yeah. and a bit esoteric, mm. and mm. Um, you know, it's not matter of fact. Definitely, is it? definitely so, no. And he's um, and obviously the whole connection with in time since with. Alistair Crowley, whose mm. reputation was a little bit darker, and you know, and it all comes from John Dee, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, divination, and, you know, mm. a cult, and you know, you 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 pay homage to the the corners of your east, south, and west, and north, and you make your life a a ritual, the whole ritual. And the more, I mean, it's it's hard as well as I remember McKenna talking about it actually in one lecture. But he was saying when he was out travelling, catching butterflies in his early days, he would be able to command nature to kind of respond to him. When he was out in the jungle or whatever, he'd say, you know, give me a sign and then this butterfly would come and land on him and, like, beautiful things would happen. And the second he brought someone into the equation, like, look what I can do. The energy changes. It changes. And there's something about magic. And the second you start revealing it, the second you... I guess it's maybe, like... Attaching maybe to some ego, to, do you know what I mean? Some look, look what I can do. Yes, nature's kind of like, no, like it should be for you, and it should be selfless. Well, it's yeah. interesting that you point that anecdote out because, as we will get into, you know, because I want to dig deep into floating and go deep flotation and history of floating, and obviously John Lilly, mm. which we'll get to mm-hmm. in a very similar way. But you know, there's there's accounts of John Lilly from his books where he's floated over a dolphin uh what the word is because he created a dolphin well like, habitat didn't he yeah, that he, he lived in he pretty much turned in his office what he tanked his office out with some dpm mm. and realized oh well i'll just flood my office yeah. just flood the office and literally i think he this woman lived with them for that's right quite yeah a few years and he was trying to we'll, we'll digress fucking <laughs> so, that we're going to get to that <laughs> what i wanted to point out is that you what you talk about with mckenna there that thing that ability to almost um, create that magic in the yeah, sense of will, connection. And will it to existence. And John I mean? D said that he, he was in the tank over, at the tank over the dolphin below him, the dolphins below him, and he took part in a conversation with yeah. them. Yeah, and was able, and he said the information was just overwhelming. I mean, I mean, if you, I mean the people guy, watching this now. <laughs> the guy went deep, like way too deep, way deep. But, but I think so much of that spirit does come from people like John Dee. The you know that alchemy, and you know Egyptians, big theme for me. And I love, I love all that ancient knowledge that we can't really grasp, that we can't even fathom. That seems yeah. too simple, seems too, at the same time, beyond us. Yeah. Yeah, it's As like it the beautiful simple. moments and you try and grab them, it just falls through your fingers. Yeah. It's just not meant to be grabbed. It's not meant to be seen mm. as, as such. Mm. Um, but yeah, Lily did do some really, really... I mean, he was incredible for the, you know... I mean, he was good friends with Ram Dass and Tim Leary. He was like mm. part of the triad of the counterculture as well. 
But I think, uh, yeah, I'm reading his book at the minute, Centre of the Cyclone. Oh, yeah, so I've just been reading some excerpts from it. Yeah, yeah, really, really interesting as well. And how he delves, I mean, the way he deciphers it as well is, I mean, he starts to talk, you know, supposed of an alien intelligence. This is like the angelic stuff, you know, are the angels aliens as the well? Earth's like, coincidence council office or something, yeah, isn't Yeah, no, it? that's it, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the systems and the hierarchies and like yeah. the political council and the galactic alliance yeah. and like really started to go deep into that and... I mean, where do you where do you go from there? Mm. It's insane. I mean, it, floating as well. It's uh, it can be really revealing, mm. massively, massively. And I think it's like anything when you kind of start to get into it with any hobby or interest in your life. When you start to get into it, you realise you don't know anything. Mm. Any hobby, you're like, oh my god, there's so much to learn. Same for floating, even though it's just being. Like, eventually, your subconscious kind of starts to go to work on you a little bit. Like, okay, you think you can sit in the silence for a couple of hours, like. Let's see what things bubble up now, you know. And sometimes you just get such strange imagery, such strange stuff that you are not part of. That you're you are watching, and it's just like a slideshow of mm. infinity, and it's merging and dancing. Great from faces to places to landscapes to settings to then you come back into your body a bit, and you think. But there's there's a few times in floating recently actually where I've had to kind of pull myself out and be like, oh God. God. Really? Yeah. Intense. Yeah, there's a presence as well. I mean, if you know, I've had that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think quite a few people, that Drew's been, Drew's had that as well. Right. Like, you know, just turn the lights on halfway through, just like, whoa, what was that about? You know, yeah. it's strange. It's, it's, it's really strange what can be revealing to you as well and your psyche as well. Particularly like the jester archetype as well. Yeah. Like, loves to play around as well and how much you can handle and, and things like that. But, I mean, some floats, you just have a heavenly float and there's nothing. So... John D, mm -hmm. esoteric, floating. We talked on the first episode with you, episode four. Go back, have a listen. It's really interesting, Kieran's sort of trajectory as a child and growing up. We touched on it a little bit, but what what do you think it was that drove you towards the wonder then and the, the history and the what is this thing and that, that energy side of things? What 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 What's driven you to that, do you think? What's... Um, romanticizing i think okay and when i was younger and my mum was into magic that's where like yeah, we touched on that yeah, yeah we like, on that. she was always kind of doing incantations or reading books and, and meditating or burning something downstairs when i'm in bed and she had such a witch's cackle laugh as well which kind of add to the perfect like storyline of it so in a way my kind of archetype was a kind of magical person in my life as well so I think it's the wonder and awe, and, and I've always kind of jumped into the awe of, of what we were saying earlier, of what, things that you can't grasp, things that, things that the mind just can't understand when it tries to decipher it. You just, you're either crazy or, I don't know. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've always been pulled to, to magic and awe. I remember being absolutely fascinated with magic tricks. I yeah. just loved the feeling of getting my mind blown, like, oh my God, like magic. Like, I've always been obsessed with it. I remember when I was... Four, I think Smarties brought out this like collect three tubes and you send them off in the post and you get this like trick sent through. So I went to the shop and bought like 12 tubes of Smarties, didn't eat them, half of them, sent them off. And you get this like pencil that you put in this chamber and you flick it up and it's in three compartments. You must, you must have yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it breaks the pencil up and yeah. brings it back. And I was like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And like we'd always go to Scarborough on like family holidays weekends and uh, there's a magic shop right around the corner from the harbour bar i was, was just always obsessed with just getting tricks and i went 
Last time I was in Scarborough for my thirtieth, I went, had to go to the magic trick shop. I didn't buy anything. Oh, I did. No, I did. <laughs> you stole something. Yeah. Watch this. It's magic. <laughs> the shop's empty. <laughs> go, go, fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I've always been fascinated with that pulling the rug from beneath your feet moment, and mm. the people that have kind of inspired that. And I don't know, just kind of trying to always kind of follow the inner kid because there is, as you grow up, like a a logical mindset that you kind of can easily fall into. Yeah. And I've always tried to keep that wonder alive and that childhood wonder alive. Oh, what advice that is, you know for a moment I'd like to interject that is good advice you know especially at the times that we're in at the moment you know where everything is so so serious and fearful and difficult yeah I think that is a great life experience pass passing on of wonderful simple advice remembering you know watching you're a dad now you know my kids are like my first boy was seven just recently and similarly to you you know I've always been drawn to the the energy and the magic in things not necessarily magic outright, but the the just the wonder of this miraculous experience, and knowing that seven year cycles. I believe in seven year cycles. I believe that you know our biology and the 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 whole ethos of the cosmos is just this mathematical fucking unwinding. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. seeing my little boy turn seven, I'm thinking, wow, like if the science I've read and the feelings I have are right, you know, then there's a good chunk of his foundations are in the ground now. Mm -hmm. And it was just mesmerising to me. And seeing them growing up and knowing that when I get down on my knees and I go into their world and I allow myself to leave my bag at the door, drop on my knees, become a fucking locomotive train or a shark <laughs> or whatever the fuck I am. I've been Michael Jackson lately. Right? The early, the early version. Dancing? Um, yeah, fucking dancing and, yeah, I, I surprised him the I other day. I saw your lad actually dancing. Yeah. Brilliant, absolutely he's, brilliant. He's lad. just done as another one tonight. He's getting better, by the way. This is what I'm saying, Kieran, you know, mm. like, just tonight, before before we had a quick lay down, because I've been in the studio all day, I had a quick lay down in the house, came back out to the studio, just before it came out, Jesse's come in, and he's a bit shy, but when he goes, he goes. So once he gets over the line of, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So he said, put Billy Jean on. We've got a wig. He's got the hat. So he comes in, he's put the wig and got the hat on. And just from last week, the improvements he's made, like, and the commitment and the ownership of his body and his movement that's starting to come Amazing. is fascinating. And as I'm watching him, I'm kind of, and I've got a picture of me that I showed them that mesmerised them a couple of weeks ago. It's a picture of me when I'm like their age. I'm five. I've got like a He-Man sword, yeah? <laughs> yeah, big yeah. white hair and Michael Jackson thriller jumper. And as I looked at the picture, I thought, fuck, I was living when it was happening. Yeah. Like, I was there. Th they're having this mesmerising experience of Michael Jackson at the minute, which we've been on this, as you'll know, as you go through it, you know, you'll be on Bob the Builder for however long, then you'll be on this, and it's just these mad... Yeah. Michael Jackson, we've been on probably the longest than anything, longer than Sonic was the last one. Um, but anyway, they see this picture of me with Michael Jackson, and I'm their age, and their little brains are like, whoa. And I was like, well, yeah, when we're watching these videos, this is from like the 80s when I was small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm watching him dance tonight, and I'm thinking, so many levels of magic are happening here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it's, number one, this music is still, regardless I, of what I your mean, politics are. Yes, yeah. He is the guy that just transcends it because his music is fucking unbelievable. The politics, who fucking knows, right? Yeah. But Billie Jean comes on. I defy anybody, anybody, 
who's got any sense of fucking any kind of a rhythm. What fuck anyway? So I'm watching him dance. I'm thinking, man, this mental that this music is still in the world and permeating young minds. Like oozing in kids' minds. These six year olds Mm. of whatever's going on now in the world, and granted, we don't have telly and media and we're not like being inundated with the current culture because Terence told us not to. Culture is not your friend. Culture is not your friend. (laughs) (laughs) So I, uh, I'm watching him and I'm thinking, God, that's mental on that level. Like, this is still creating the magic for the kids because they're not just dancing to it. They want to be this performing, majestic, moving yeah. creature. Become you know? something. And so as he's doing it, he's d- and, and he's really going for it and he's getting lost in it and I'm just thinking, fucking hell, this is... What he's experiencing now, what my little boy's experiencing now is this bliss zen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the it's like flow. It's like complete yeah. flow of, and it's funny you mention music as well. Like, that's something that I've always linked with magic as well. And I think a lot of songwriters do as well. You, it doesn't. It's not part of you. It, mm. are, are you tuning into it? Are you downloading it? Mm. Is it a magical download? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, when when kids dance, I mean, I remember. I mean, I did dance actually for GCSE. Like, did you really? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, Kieran. Well, at the end of this hey. podcast, we'll. <laughs> It was pretty good, man. We just, well, to be fair, a lot, well... <clears throat> what, 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 contemporary stuff or what? Um, no, it's kind of like street dance. Okay. So I was into break dancing when I was a younger oh, kid yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, always yeah. at the discos when Run DMC came on. Yeah. There was always a guy, though, that could break dance better than me, but, you know, you've got to try. <laughs> yeah, I love that. More <laughs> great advice. Too right. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I just decided to do it as a, um, it was just an after-school, like, um, what was it called? Like a Twilight class um i got b in it though it was pretty good i mean mm. i just like the expression of it if anything it's like it's like ecstatic dance though like when you get into shamanism yep. like ecstatic da- dance you know just getting lost in the moment raves mm. it all coalesces and leads to that like yeah. moment of bliss which is what i what i was witnessing literally and then coming back to the point being you finding magic wanting, wanting to retain that sense of freedom and childlike wonder you know and an acceptance of things that you don't know and all that yeah that's what i experienced from him and and i'm having it every day in certain ways i catch myself in those moments and like whoa it's happening it's happening and embrace it and when i allow myself which is pretty much all the time because i'm a silly boy <laughs> i'm fucking running around the house on my knees i'm dressed up as wacko i'm doing all sorts of stuff and i'm telling you man it does something to you not just in that moment of exchange with your children and they're, they're being enveloped in this safety and in this connection and in this play, but as I go back out about my day, sit here in these conversations or whatever, there's something about being embracing that silliness, that play, yeah. that just takes the edge off you a little bit in, in the when you do get back in the lane of fucking, I'll pay the bills and fucking yeah. this happens, that happens, and, you know. Definitely, man. It's like, well, there's like laughter as well. It's just... Allowing yourself just to kind of, well, just be a kid again. And, like, I'm doing it with Bobby quite a bit now. And, like, I mean, sometimes you really do try to impress and he just doesn't give a shit. You're like, come on, come on. Like, you just find yourself doing stuff, making weird noises and just weird contorting your body in weird ways and just, like, trying to get anything out of him. Um, but you do. And it, and it kind of ignites something within you as well, the mm. wonder again. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's just... I mean, he's, he's really into Thomas the Tank Engine at the minute. I mean, I was. I had mad, mad phase for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We and did, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just amazing to sit and watch him watching Thomas. It's just like a fractal paradox of yeah. of life. Isn't that, it? Yeah, but then you, re- then you realise, like, you're in the middle of it now. You're like, oh, I'm passing it on. Like, I'm copying and pasting myself 
down the line of history. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm. like, I'm like, I wonder if his kids will have watched Thomas. Maybe not, but that awe or something they will find. And that's what I'm conscious of. I mean, you do it amazingly, I think, with your kids. Like, just finding what they like and just, you know, just allowing them to grow. Mm. Well, that's that. lovely for you to say. Thank you. I appreciate no, no, that. definitely, because I think it's it's important just to let them grow. Well, I've been actually reading up a lot and listeners and viewers of the podcast who have been around for a little while know now, you know, we're, Alex and I decided to take our kids out of school. So to cut a long story short, we were never really sure about it and we didn't know how long we'd go anyway and we always had it in our minds at some point. We maybe thought big school, you know, we'll, we'll bring them out and into our environment. Obviously things accelerated last year in a strange way in the world and lots of things were happening that, were, that, that just brought us back to that thought with some real intensity. Uh, and other things happen in the life, like everything does, everything conspires and timings, everything, isn't it? And if you can see it or you can feel it or you allow it and don't be scared of it, you kind of just trust it. So we mm-hmm. we pulled them out. And so in doing so, like everything I do, I think, right, OK, well, I've got my instincts, I've got my feelings. Let me read up. Let me find out what the scientists are saying, what does the history book say, and what does the future look like? Uh, and I came across John Holt, who's a renegade in this field who was a teacher who then spent a hell of a lot of the rest of his life dedicated to how children learn how children fail structures of of education you know Mm -hmm. and what is best for them and as you just said and it's such a reassuring thing it's about grabbing what they're on with recognising what they're on with and then just trying to create the environment where that's available in a yeah. safe loving way yeah. that's it yeah. and if you're engaged because it's one thing saying oh they love playstation well get a playstation put it in there and off you go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's not it no it's you know he likes playing games yeah or, so. or what yeah yeah but it's also about being engaged it really is as simple as that it's just about being engaged you know for instance at the moment i think one of the latest ones we did was fire so little jesse's been fucking trying to find me lighters and stuff. You know, we've got a lighter in the kitchen and light candles in the bathroom. So there's a couple of lighters stashed around. And Jesse's into lighting lighters and this all the time. I'm like, whoa, Jesse, listen, right, you need to understand. <laughs> and we've had, they did, they did get a bollocking once. We were out camping not so long back in November and we had a fire. And I'm putting little one to bed and it's me and the three kids on my own in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Just on your own as me well? Me and the three kids, yeah. Man, that's a lot of work. Is that a lot of work? It, yes, it was stressful. But again, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. The willingness to be engaged and to be committed, the fruits are just the 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 you can't you can't quantify them. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting them all in the tent and or in, in Indigo, the, the little, little my little girl's going in the tent, getting her to sleep. And you know, you know, it's a job, man. We've got three two of them in the woods in the dark. There's a fire going. I'm kind of half out <laughs> of the tent. Right, don't go near that Everywhere. fire. They've got sticks, and I don't want to be no 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 because yeah. I know once he burns his hand, he'll realise oh shit. That's mm-hmm. how he'll learn. Me yeah. going, no, 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 no. But I don't want him to light his stick and then light the tent and fucking who knows what. Have so a party, yeah. I'm kind of like, hang on. Anyway, yeah. they're fucking about with the fire and there's, they're getting little bits of ember and there's embers flying over and one nearly hits the tent and I'm like, what? And I'm stressed because yeah. she's not going to sleep. Like, right, you two, sit down, look at me. This is this fire, this is dangerous. I said, you know, and we had like a quick science lesson on wood burns, wet stuff don't burn, tent, poof. Yeah, tent's gonna go poof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your jacket, poof. You know, understand, like I'm. You know, and we have this chat anyway. 
that's at the weekend and later that week you know Jesse's got the bug he's got the fire bug he's trying to find the light isn't he's blah 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 is that after the fire yeah this is after the fire right. so anyway they're talking about fire daddy what will burn will this burn so then Alex and I having made the decision we've made and knowing what we now know about child led because what we're doing is unschooling so we're not homeschooling we're unschooling which is a whole concept in itself but it's really simple which is just what I'm saying which is we're not necessarily sitting down and going we're going to do this at till 12 o'clock and then at one o'clock we're going to do that it's just daddy will this burn will that burn and it's me going all right i'll tell you what let's i've got a book i've got a book where you know robert burns john d yeah john d but <laughs> fucking who knows kieran yeah, yeah and i yeah. mean it sounds wacky yeah well, yeah yeah it sounds wacky but <clears throat> listen if there was a camera in my house and some of the topics that we discussed <laughs> i'd probably get taken away from it <laughs> but um no, that's it. That's the thing. And then the connection that's required from you, from the parent, is just, if you enjoy it, and I heard Gabor Mate say this, if you're overjoyed to be in the presence, you know, of anybody, but obviously your children, everything will work out. It's supposed to work out after that. No matter your financial status, you know, if you're overjoyed to be in their presence, and that's what you want more than whatever else. Mm -hmm. It's going to work out. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. And that's yeah. what this home, this is what unschooling is. So then we just went, right. Well, I, my wife, Alex, she led the way. She did brilliant. She's Robert Burns, the Scottish poet. Yeah, yeah. So we're messing about with the fire. I'm telling them, we go through a bit of a drill of like, this burns, that don't burn. This is dangerous. That's not dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. And then Alex goes through Robert Burns with him and talks about him. And it gets into, he was a womanizer and all this kind of attached kind of, history and human behaviour mm. and it ends with them coming up to the shower daddy 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 look 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 and Alex is like he's in the shower too sex so they've all done poems they've all written poems because he was a poet Jesse's written a poem it's called Spring oh, it was beautiful I can't I won't be able to requote it now it's only four lines and Sonny's was about his computer game but the point being is, is they were that engaged for like two hours mm. two and a half That's hours amazing. on their steam so what I've learned via people like John Holt and Alfie Corners is, is that the way the literally the brain behaves when, and we know this, you've said it about Zen state and we'll get into it with floating. Cause this is what it opens up when you want to do something, when you seek it, you absorb it and, you, and it attaches to your emotional intelligence as well as your database or your hard yeah. drive, your hippocampus or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. It means something to you. Yeah. There's some sort of like it, especially things that you're passionate about, it imprints on your soul on a real deep level. Mm. <clears throat> There's only a handful of times I think it's really, when something really, really burns in deep, but it's kind of like a turning point. And a, it's like a, it's like a moment of realisation as well, of like awakening weight. Mm. It only lasts a few seconds, but you're like, oh my God, I love that. Mm. Just, and, and again, the same thing happens, you know, once you allow that in and then watching the kids and what we take from it as the parent, as, the, as, a, as a participant, well, they're the teeth. They're, they're, you're getting a lesson, aren't you, as yeah, well? Yeah, I'm just coming away with like, wow. And, and the most fundamental thing is, is if, if they are happy and if they are having fun and if they're safe and secure, mm -hmm. their nose is going to lead them where they're supposed to go. Yeah. It's an overwhelming feeling, though. You can really go into it. I mean, I completely see why parents just sit and stare at their kids. I mean, I just sit and stare at Bobby just watching telly. Like, yeah. You just get lost in it, and it's a moment, and it's... I think it's such a beautiful thing to kind of like genetically pass on you, but you being awe at the beauty of humans 
and where you've come from and you just you're just in awe of the god you've just created mm. do you know what i mean god, and i yeah. think it's such a beautiful yeah. thing like yeah it, it's it's uh, it's there is a different sort of love in your heart for sure i mean i've got my love for Annie, and we both agree about this oh i think i think yeah. i think any yeah any couple that are kind of overjoyed as gabor mate put it mm -hmm. to be in this position because listen without interjecting too deeply into your beautiful flow there we live in times where it's difficult to be in good harmony with you and your partner because mm. life's tough and the culture has spun us out a bit. Mm -hmm. You're lucky. You've got a beautiful, harmonious relationship. And when that's in place, when those footings are in the ground and Bobby comes along and the wolf's not at the door, mm -hmm. that ability to appreciate and to be overjoyed, is, is that's such a gift because it's difficult for us to be that. It's so difficult these days to find that harmony and that space. Yeah. And for you to agree, to, to be able to agree with your wife wholeheartedly, open-heartedly like that. I love you. Yeah, I know. She's like, but this is something else. This is different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to be able to do anything for you, but, if, you know, <laughs> it is, it is. It's like a, it's imprinted on you as well. It's, uh, but I mean, it also as well, what I love about parenthood is watching the person you love be a parent. Mm. Like, you just, I just get lost watching Annie be a, a, a mum and you're just like, I can remember you in cubes, you know, and like <laughs> being a mess, and like it's just amazing to watch them grow as well. And then, yeah, it, you, it just this beautiful frenzy just turns, and you just want to be better and make things better. And I love that thing about what was it again? You feel overjoyed, overjoyed in your heart. That makes sense as well because it's a mini prayer, as in in a way, like you're emitting something from here outwards through your energy, electrical body, for your bioelectromagnetic field outwards. Something there's a reaction going on, and it's joy and it's gratitude, and mm. you know, it's uh, you can go as deep as you want with it as well. Mm. Like now, when I re like try and practice grat gratitude in my, med my meditations, it's always about Bobby as well. Just like, oh God, thank you for thanks for this experience. Thank you for my life. Thank you for this. I've been really trying to get into that recently. That's as well. really, really nice. And again, such a positive, a positive bit of advice. You know, just take a minute. Yeah, we're all right. You know, I know things are shit at the minute, and we're upside down, but we're not under a rock in fucking Baghdad. No, no. You know, definitely. And we're not wandering around the Congo either. No. You know, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's just been. I think well, when I arrived tonight, you were like try and hold it together. I'm like me too. Like I think I've got it all together. I think. Mm. I miss people. This is the most mm. I've spoken to someone in a long mm. time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, that's when technology is good because, you know, thank God for Zoom. But like you say, it's human it's human interaction as well and it's mm. like human experience. You can kind of bounce off well, ideas. You just said it beautifully. That thing that you're experiencing, that love, that joy when you're looking at Annie and Bobby, it's, it's in you and it's coming out of you in the smile, the mm -hmm. beaming smile that comes across the room. The moment she looks over and catches you just gazing in that, in that warm bed of gratitude, yeah, yeah that yeah. resonates to her. And this thing, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's the invisible magic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the magic. Definitely. That is magic. And yeah. I came to that conclusion that the magic is the simplicity of just allowing yourself to be in the experience. Isn't yeah, it? and it's definitely like matter you know matter's not lacking in magic it's another mechanic quote but matter is magic and when you can just sit, sit back and go this table's fucking magic do you know what I mean it's just <laughs> get the vape out come on yes but it is like it's nothing it's, it's, it's all it's all part of it and it's all I don't know it's all part of you but it's um, yeah when you get the emotional responses though being a parent you can really 
particularly like we do I mean I, me and I do Reiki as well so you can really tell what, what's happening as well like with her if she's had a lot on she does a lot of psychic work sometimes she comes home and yeah. again Annie episode <clears throat> 11 I want to say wonderful conversation we had with Annie she's yeah. just a, she just came in here and bossed it yeah she's great man like I'm always just in awe of her like her poise and her peacefulness that she has about her I'm just I'm always shocked because she's got to live with me I'm a nightmare do you know what I mean I'm always just like I can't believe you put up with that it's amazing very very similar dynamics in my house <laughs> yeah I look at Alex as, like say as a mum as somebody who manages to harness me and keep me in, you know in a in a healthy place but put up with my just we're just babbling you're, yeah you're, 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 I'm sure you're non-stop just ideas here and there no, especially with the, with the podcast and this you know, when you a far out shit as well that the average Bob is just going to be like. I mean, sometimes I go far out, and Annie's like, "She you know what? She, what does she do? She goes crazy and walks off." <laughs> oh, really? I'm like, oh, I got the glazed eyes. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Well, you, yeah. you've got a lovely, lovely setup there, and it, you know the trajectory of that wanting to find the magic, whatever that was. Your mum doing magic, you know, you being exposed to that safety that that nurture and the enigma of of whatever that witchcraft is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, that i believe that's all all the, they're fundamental to the to the willingness to surrender yeah yeah i mean that's that is the word you know to this experience and that's ego it's your ego it's the fear of everything outside your skin it's the the fear of not being good enough all mm-hmm. of that stuff when you surrender because you can feel love, because you've received love, and now you can give love. You know, it all sounds fucking. Well, it, is, it does. You, just, you know, you're in the woo, and that's it. But it's true. Like it is. You surrender to everything, and I've been really working on surrender a lot recently, particularly with the stuff that we did a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a key part of it. But just being the watcher of yourself, and then going, oh, I'm actually a bit like when you get out crying, you're like, oh, you're observing how you are being, and you're yeah. like, oh, well, who's the watcher? It's not me. So I guess, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you can watch yourself and be the watcher, that that's the best thing to do. Why was yeah. I going with this? I was going somewhere with this. Deep, probably, Kieran. I know. You tend to go deep. <laughs> go deep. Flotation.com. Was it surrendering? Surrendering, yeah. Yes, no, that was it, yeah. <clears throat> and surrendering with the floats as well, like surrendering, letting it go and just letting it be. And everything, I mean, it's fucked up as the world is. Everything is exactly where it needs to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's all as exactly as it should be. And, you know, depending on how you want to look at that. But I like to think, like, there's calm amongst chaos when you kind of change your level of magnification. So, like, on the end, you're looking at your skin and a body, you know, like, our bodies are at war all the time with organisms. Step out, you've got a beautiful, harmonised body. Like, I like to think, romanticise, like, all this shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything in the world is going like on a different level. There's some sort of beauty that's going to shine through from this, yeah. and there's, maybe there is some, you know, calm within the chaos. Yeah, I, th- I, I agree. I think goodwill's out in the end. You know, but yeah. the journey is the journey, isn't it? And we have to earn it. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, you can't have anything that comes too easy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't fit with anything, both physical or emotional. Definitely. You have to earn it and work for it and mm-hmm. go through it and learn those lessons and experience the pain, man. Because yeah, then you definitely. appreciate the gratitude. Don't yeah, you? definitely, man. I mean, this year as well, it's really... People have got time. Mm. You've got, people have got time back. 
you know, they don't forget. I know it's crap. You can't see your friends. You can't go out. But now you've got time to sharpen your tools. Mm. You've got time to really take log of really what you want. What do you want? You know, how 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 do you want to grow and shine? Whereas being in the rat race, you're in. You yeah, know, I mean, to be you fair, just never stop, do you? You don't get no, time to think. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, that's why I want initially, you know, with the floating as well. That's why it stole my heart because I was just like, wow, it's just a place to go. It's just a place to be. It's a place to just recharge and just just being just being you know mm. um but i think this year i think it's i mean it's it's kicked us up me and annie up the arse to kind of sort the website out you know kind of go did she's kind of like jumped on the digital zoom thing she's doing a lot of psychic workshops now and like healing workshops and she's doing really well with it so it's kind of like weirdly like a catalyst yep in, in a way for what we need to, to to accomplish and we set up like the online store and i'm going to eventually try and start like vlogging had a camera and a green screen for months that I ordered back in May. I, just I saw you did a little run out of yeah. a potential podcast, which looked great, and yeah. I was really excited. I thought, oh, these two just chatting yeah. chemistry is going to be great. <laughs> well, he's going to do it on Saturday. And he was like, and he was like, podcast tonight. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to... I've been so lazy, and, like, I need to get back on that. Um, you might get the bug when this one goes out. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it's so healing as well, just talking to you as well. Yeah. Like Annie said oh, before God, I left, yeah. she was like, oh, it's just such a night. She was like, what are you going to chat about tonight? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, whatever. Like, a lot of stuff, I think. Um, but it's really healing. It yeah. is really healing. It's, it's my therapy, this is. I mean, in between, I mean, this, this talking to people, as simple as that sounds, that's kind of what I'm meditating on at the minute. All the stuff that I'm finding connection to, again, which you're describing beautifully, it's so simple and hidden in plain sight. Mm. It's that. It's water. It's vegetables. It's breathing. It's talking. It's nature. It's walking. It's all fucking in my pocket. Yeah. You You're know? a rich man if I you I don't need like to that. fucking check the barcode and the price and wait for the sale. It's just there. Yeah. Everyone's rich. Yeah. If you, you choose to be. Well, this is it. Mm. I mean, like, breath work as well in, in surrendering as well, like, particularly... When I used to do a lot of Wim Hof breathing, I get quite anxious on the on the holds because you do like your retention holds, and I just get a lot of anxiety would come over. And it was all about kind of just letting it be and sitting in the moment and just listening to your heartbeat and just letting it all happen. Um, particularly as well, I think like the past couple of years since because um, since I, I my brain injury a couple of years ago, I've had like which I want to get into because yeah. we 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 kind of got to there. We didn't really go in deep. I think it was good the, that we the, didn't actually, because yeah. okay. because when I listened back to it, I was like, I don't think I was ready. I yeah. think I was still processing yeah. a lot. Cause it was only six months after yeah. we did the podcast, and I was kind of just like in the mindset of just like get that fucking behind me. I don't want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to get. I wanted to get into next year as quickly as possible. Yeah. Put just, new memories in between. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of wanted to get over that. So that's kind of where. Well, all the stuff I've been getting into recently with the with the medicines, like that's been really helping, like kind of unpack stuff that I've been really repressed and not wanted to talk about in therapy, but some some stuff that just unpacks itself. Um, mm. And the floating's really helped with that. And again, back to the surrender, back to letting it be, you know, just be. And it's, it's you, you've created a, you've done the work, you've you've created the the structure for this, though, haven't you? You know, you've created. The relationship that's built on trust, that's built on reverence and respect and a lot of traditional values that, again, for want or not, they just get eroded a little bit. The traditional value of, like, we're so inundated now, you know, it's very easy to be sidetracked. Yeah. 
yeah. with a wandering eye or a nice inbox or a fucking poke. Can you remember when we used to poke each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, poke. You know, it, it, we joke, but it, it does feel like the abundance of attention that we are now in and in the eye of all the time, whether it's us, on the, you know, knowing it or not, it's very... It's, how do I explain it? I can never put this down. It feels like it's <clears throat> could be easier for us to just drop our bags and move on. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and when you when you don't do that, when you stick with something, and as you mentioned earlier with you and Annie, when you have that respect and you see each other, and you respect, and you 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 said something lovely. You said, you know, we're laughing about being in cubes off your nut, but then <clears throat> but then watching her be a mum and watching her grow. You said it was lovely watching her grow. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's such a little tiny line. You just, you know, just in, in amongst what you were saying, but it's beautiful because that's fucking enormous. Because if she's doing that for you as well, that's how you arrive where you are at this position where, yeah, let's get the float. She's backing you. What do you mean you're going to buy a fucking what? A forty I'm, grand fucking <laughs> bath with a lid on? <laughs> yeah. Not no, you fuck. We're going to, you know, we're going to Tenerife. Yeah, <clears throat> she's. She, that's the thing though, man. She's always. She's just let it happen and it's been a massive like teacher for me i don't want her to hear this do you know what i mean like even when i mentioned about the float center she was like oh what and like we went on a honeymoon and like i did a float there and she was like oh that sounds cool but it, it was a bit of a risk she was like do you think people are gonna come i mean the bank said that to me i got turned down four times from the bank really yeah, yeah. and i just kept going and was like no this has to work and then we're like well just a hell of a lot of money to spend on something. And then the bank was saying, what's your market research like? And I was like... There isn't a lot, there isn't my a friend. Lot on it. Like, no one really knows. It's like 400 <laughs> centres on the whole planet at that yeah. time. Yeah, definitely. So she's always been... Again, like like you're talking about raising kids, maybe she's raising me as well. Like, she just let me kind of go and grow how I want to. And yeah, I but I don't underestimate your impact, though, as well. You know, you know I'm sure Annie... Um, she she takes a lot from you as well. You know, you've got a lovely, warm, selfless energy. Oh, thanks, man. You have. You, t- you too, man. You have. And, and, and that, that, I mean, I work on mine. I have to work hard on mine because I'm not, that is not my natural setting. Oh, no. <laughs> but I do work hard on it. But you have got that and you make a lovely team. This is why you're in the, like I was saying there, you're, in, you, you're, you're building this life now. You've got a little Bobby, you've got your lovely place out there, you've got the business up and running. As you mentioned, even adapting in the eye of the storm, you talked about adapting to this crazy fucking difficult time. But you're, you're choosing to find. Okay, right, the fucking the sky's falling, but let's yep. find a way. Let's Evolution find adapts. Something. You know, when an organism is pushed into a corner, you evolve and you adapt. And mm. like you know, hence you know, restaurants doing takeaways now. Like yeah, everyone hustles, and yeah. there, there is you have to pivot, don't you? Yeah, and and there is there is ways to navigate this. Whatever it leads to, whatever's going on on the craziest levels. In the same breath, I can't in, indulge in that too much. I think I'm not being, I'm not muting myself in a way, but I'm back to the emotional response you get from things when you start looking into the climate of the world. Mm. You get a knot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you it's get a, tough. You yeah, knot, and you feel like you feel it's, it's doing something to you. So it's not being blissfully unaware. I'm very mindful of how the world is, and like this year, it's, you know, it's. It, been an amazing blessing for me and Annie just to spend time with Bobby for me to have months off with, with my son it's been it's been beautiful I tell you what I I, I I was lucky I manufactured that again Gabor Mate's work for people watching um, Gabor Mate is a 
he's a psychologist and a psychotherapist specialising in addiction and um, trauma. But I caught his, a lot of his work about in utero and the impact of music, talk, environment, stress. Yeah, there he is, powerful. He's mm. that man there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen him in loads of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Gabor Mate has impacted me. And again, you talk about that invisible magic, yeah, and the weird connections that... His words, his I caught him just at the right time. I was about to be a doubt, whatever, you know. I was so far into my awakening and epiphany of the world, yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Terence McKenna, like Tim Leary, like Paul McCartney, like, you know, like so you catch him. And he impacted me. And actually, if I collected them all up, because it was so significant to how I was going to be a father, and I'm somebody who had a, a very difficult upbringing where fathers were concerned so yes. puzzled a bit and his words his advice his f- energy that i followed and listened and just listened to his every word basically was enormous and having time like you just mentioned there that you've had with bobby and you recognize how important we can't quantify how important that is just for him to just smell you around to know you're around you know to just know that he sees you you're there and never mind that you're engaging, you're willing to get on your knees, and what do you think to this, Bobby, and what do you think to that? Like, to be there consistently over these early, early days especially, it's harnessing a, a bond and a connection that's so deep, you know, that's it's lost on so many of us, because so many dads are out the house at 6 o'clock, kids yeah. are in bed. Yeah. Get yeah. home at 6 o'clock, you've got a mad hour, right? You're shattered, you're fucking, you know, it is hard to drop your bags and get on your knees. And yeah. the kids have got an hour, then they're going in bed, right? All right, yo, two, two, let me just get me yeah, boots off. Let me you put tea on them. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. right. And do, have you done your own work, blah, blah, blah? Right, yeah, right, I'll read your book. Oh, you know, fucking around. Put you in bed. Yeah. That's five nights a week. Now it's Saturday. We might be lucky enough that Dad's not at work on Saturday. You know, and we'll have Saturday and Sunday, maybe, maybe. Maybe Dad goes out on a Friday. I don't, who knows? Mm-hmm. That time that you, you're experiencing now, that you, again, you're... You you appreciate it, your gratitude for it. It's, it's so important. That's my experience, like, being there. But even when, like, I think I was talking to you about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but, like, even when the moment's happening and you know how precious it is, again, like magic, it's just going through your fingers. You're like, I'm trying to record this. Like, I've been trying to do it mentally, like, mentally record this. Like, this is an important moment. He's walking. Let me record this moment. Being present. Yeah, being yeah. really present, really pulling myself in, but still... It's just again, just about just watching it and not trying to grab onto it too much. But it, I don't know. It's just it's it's a um, it's a paradox, and I don't think we're meant to fully compute no. how how incredible no. having no. kids is because that's the reason why every organism is here because mm. of reproduction from the first cell. Yeah, and it's the thing, ironically, that'll probably fuck us up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a dichotomy that Aiden. We often come back to that, don't we, when okay. we philosophize after these chats because Aiden's he's deep on his philosophy. Turn that mic on. <laughs> so I end up, th- and again, I'm not a parent who runs around saying, you need to have kids, you need to have kids, it's the greatest thing in the world. If we talk like we are and this topic comes up, then yeah, my experience of having children and that love that you mentioned there, that is like the different love, it's different to your mum love that you love or your dad love or your brother love or your wife love, your friend love. It's this other thing. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's better, it's just it's in there. Fucking attached fucking to there. something yeah, that's it... like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that experience, as I pointed out a bit later in this conversation, of you being so lucky that you're in that 
growth mindset with your partner. You respect one another. You want to be together. You've you've managed to cultivate and keep the stress at bay. You know, keep the bills paid. Make a little den together, and rec- and, and and just be in harmony together. Nest, you know, a nest. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I, try, I always think the nest. Your nest on the earth. That you, when you go in your door, you're going into your little nest on this planet. Yeah. And that nest, if you if you are harmon- in harmony in that nest. Whenever you go out the door, it's coming with you. And whatever you face, you know, you've got that. If you go in that door and it's not the safest, warmest place that you can be on this earth, mm-hmm. you're going to have a job when you come out of there. Because wherever you go, you're not carrying that, you know. you. you anyway, I digress there. No, it's beautiful, man. No, I'm completely with you where you were. But the, the the where I was going, I think, where was I going, Aidan? Yeah, I think you lost me as well. Fucking, I do that. You on um... oh, philosophizing, yeah. So, population. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that feeling that we're kind of discussing about that feeling of loving for oh. your child, that bond, that lift. It's our own demise. It feels that, like, and you're psychedelic. We're going to get to this later in the conversation. You know, we're psychedelic people. We we love the idea of magic, midnight gospel. People can't see it at home. You know, oh. Joe Rogan experience with the you know that's, that's a classic. Sick. You know, like the, the psychedelic, the Egyptian. The fucking Amanita Mascara, you know. The other, isn't it? It's the other. It's the other. And and of all those experiences I've had, playing bands, playing on big stages, reasonable style stages for, a, you know, a little band, uh, love dates, fucking scoring goals in Bigfoot, whatever it is, the overwhelming feelings that I've had about being a dad, being an earth guide to this little bundle of, as you said earlier, this little imprint of, of me and my wife... This result of our harmony. Yeah, it's yeah. That's just it, this man. walking, talking, fucking thing that we've created because of our harmony. Yeah, is yeah. is there? Yet it's that very thing that, that it looks like. You know, one of the theories is that 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 many of us mm-hmm. is going to be the thing that is going to be our demise. So yeah. Doesn't that just slot straight in with life and death and yeah, like and yin and yang the, and dark and light and the whole? It's like it will topple and we'll all be nothing together, I guess. But I like I know, that. It, write that down. That's a title. <laughs> write that down. Aiden. We'll all be nothing together. Love that. But that's it. Event. I mean, you go deep with it. Like it's all gone. It will all be gone one day. And but yeah, there is a, there is a big big rise in the population i mean the past 50 years is terrifying when you look at it exponential rates yeah and i think i remember mckenna talking about it once when uh sorry it's the only guy i've bloody read no you, listen i'd love terence mckenna yeah. again I, he, he's he said he said on we talked to the mushroom once said how do we solve this and the mushroom said straight away like you just need to have one child like if everyone in the world has one child within three generations you've easily half the population so then I was like, oh yeah, but but we're probably we're talking about having another one, you know, because <laughs> it's fucking great. Mm. It's just it we you know maybe maybe we are it is our own. And demise. also for a sibling to have a sibling when you're young and you come from you know you've got two siblings, mm-hmm. when you've got a sibling and you're of a similar chapter in the book, that's how I sort of summarise it. My I'm lucky we we our three are they're all in the same part of the book. 
You know, they're I all like in. That. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've not got like a 12 year old at Christmas saying to the five year old and six year old, ah, it's a load of bollocks. Fucking. Is it real? Yeah, it's mum and dad, it's shit. Yeah, look at the show cupboard. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to come. I don't want to come to see. So, you know, like, that, do you know what I mean? I mean, we joke, but like, you no, can be yeah, around a dinner sure. table and the conversation. So, with us having three kids in that little pocket, yeah. you know, there's a three year gap between all three of them. Amazing. They'll go through. Well, they would have gone through school together, but you, you get my drift, yeah. They're in yeah. that pocket, so Christmas is Christmas, and it's pretty much the same for all of them, or whatever the chapters that we're going through. They're always gonna, we're always going to be on the same page, if you yeah. like. And I love that. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. But for the kids themselves to have that camaraderie and that teammate and that bounce, I think that's lovely. But it just plays straight back into the hands of the mushroom says one. Well, yeah, well, it's just. But what then, would the world look like if we were all just only child? Everyone was just an only child. That'd be weird. Yeah, be I, weird. Bet, I, bet, I bet there'd be a different That's dynamic. China. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've, they've had it for a while, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, mostly tax- men. What's that? A lot of it's men, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so what? What do you mean? So what if they have a girl? Wasn't that, was that a case? Just I can't remember. That, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like, I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's... When you, it's one child policy, so if you have a girl, you, you, the family doesn't want a girl. That's right. Yeah, it's so, kind of. You, do you get do you get taxed on the girl? Is it like a tax well, system? I can't remember. But I know a load of things like ripple effects happen, like where a lot of like sex industry started with a lot of Koreans going over there and that, and fulfilling the gap of females and the psychological effect on the males, okay. and the whole taboo of the female experience because there's no fucking females around. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a while when I read that, so um, fucking 2021, we need to be fact-checked <laughs> by someone you trust. This is great, though. It is decent, <laughs> isn't it? Span in 2,000 years. China has a history of female infanticide. Fuck. The citations are a bit funny, but... Dubious, yeah. But no, I mean, the hearsay tells me that, you know, my, my sort of experience of... of but I'm, I was sure, yeah, I think I think that, that sums it up, Aidan. I think, yeah, it's one-child policy and having a daughter was a bit like, oh, ah, for fuck's sake, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, well, and, kind of like the weird traditional British, like, I need a boy, I yeah. need, a, need a boy for the continue, name. Continue name. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Lannister, the first of your name. You'll fight for the Lannisters. <laughs> Charles dances you die. <laughs> Not all bad. Yeah, yeah. But talking of surrender and talking of being present, as you mentioned there, you know, that idea you're trying to record things and um a lot of your psychedelic work lately is kind of in that in that way. I'm at the stage with my psychedelics <clears throat> where it's telling me, DMT especially, consistently at this point as well, to st- Stop. Not being present, because the being presence, I'm really, I'm really aware of, certainly in my family environment, I'm really aware of being present. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting caught up in it, not actively. And we'll get to this in the, the combo session for me, how, mm-hmm. how it pay, paid out. Yeah, and he's talked to you about it anyway. Yeah. But certainly the DMT was like almost the first, I mean, the first time I did it and I broke through. And I broke through. I was sat at a table like this. <clears throat> I bash, bash, bash on the on the um, apparatus. 
until I couldn't do it anymore. It was like shaking in my hand. It, it was like it was going to fucking... It was like a rocket. It wasn't, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I was just having the, the fucking reverberations. And the, the onset. This fucking the thing onset. was like, woo, and I couldn't... And I just put my head down like that, and I went... <sighs> like fucking... You know, most people will tell you experience where they bolt out the top of your head yeah. up. Yeah, I yeah, went yeah. diagonally... Straight down. Down through a black tube with like... Yep. Like white strip pearly white mm-hmm. strips down the side of it like futuristic and then just boom like into this like a sp- like space but no stars just black matte black but it was surrounding me everywhere just fucking mm-hmm. and then what started to come around all the sides was this perfect digital kind of almost like atari like hieroglyphic code mm-hmm. and it started coming in around the sides and then and then as I started to see that, like the uh, the very early throw, and this and this beaming light started coming up from behind it, like blinding beaming light coming around the edge of this code, and it started to close in. And I can remember thinking for a split second, I'm, I wanted to remember it. And as as I'm having that thought, because mm-hmm. I'd read so much and spent years kind of reading accounts and Terence McKenna <laughs> yeah. and Dennis McKenna yeah. and fucking you know, I kind of was aware that I didn't want to fall into an archetype. And expect mm-hmm. something. So I was kind of, you know, I've got enough psychedelic experience to know just to let it be the best I can. You know, it's all well and good knowing that. But when you're there, man. When you're there, you're there. So then, I, and then what immediately started coming was this female mm. voice first, I think. Yeah, it's weird. But you do get a sense of, of, um, of gender but it's it's not it's very and voice is the wrong, yeah. It, female presence. Yes, presence. Energy. And it's a dialogue that's not And it's a dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't a voice, but it was telling me, mm-hmm. just be, just be. You don't need... Because it was. It made me feel like, oh, yeah, I'm having this experience. I'm in this experience, but I'm trying to take notes like a journalist so I yes. can take it back. Yeah. Don't give don't give in to astonishment. You know, like, yeah, don't give in to astonishment, you know. Um, was it death by... Yeah, death by astonishment. And I've been the same as well, like being conscious of where I am on my journey and it doesn't like that I've had it like where I don't know I mean one amazing experience I had was about three months ago and I was just I was in the float centre actually it was nice I had a my mate Danny came over and uh, kind of facilitated with me and I had a sitter I've done yeah. it on my own before, and it's just too fucking much. The nerves. Yeah, I think somebody, yeah, somebody yeah. to just just to be there and yeah. a bit happy, and just like had a nice space out, saged everywhere, and like made again, made it more of a ritual and space. And the more better you set your intentions and line your bricks up of your intentions, mm. and you know, mm. you're safe. It's I had such a beautiful experience. I mean, for me, like I didn't even fly through a tunnel. I was just in the dome. So I think it's probably like the waiting room, the prior to the breakthrough. But then I was talking to people. I was like, oh, no. Like, I was talking to Drew about it. He was like, no, it sounds like a breakthrough, man. Because I, in, I instantly was in this temple, this domed temple. But the top of the temple, the ceiling was this, like, Shiva face. Just bring up some uh, DMT artwork while, um, as you explain yeah. this. Cause... Type in, actually, a uh, hyperbolic geometry. I've been reading, <laughs> been reading a lot about this because that's the, what gives the dome. So you're in that dome. You're <clears throat> in the dome. Yeah, I'm in the dome, and the ceiling of the dome is like a shiva. I mean, the the, the this dome is it's like a temple. Feels like a temple. It feels sacred, really underground. 
Um, but that's, yeah, hyperbolic geometry gives that effect. So that's why you get like the 360 degree all round mm. vision where you mm. don't normally have in mm. this in this uh, dimension. But um, actually, yeah, maybe type in Duchess DMT dome or something. Um, or so you wait, arrived. Or, or, or waiting room. Um, anyway, I was there and the walls were like orange, um, vibrant orange Hindu colours. Very, very Hindu. Um, I remember you saying that when we were with Drew. Yeah. Um, let me go. DMT waiting room. There's some weird artwork for that, but. Whoa, yeah. Okay. Um, second on the sec on the right. Um, second. Yeah, that one. That's it. Whoa. That's literally it. And you can look down. There's corridors going on and on. Whoa. Yeah. And instantly, but the ceiling. Oh, that makes sense. Actually, it's really it was hyperbolic. Yeah, it's weird. It's like kind of Alex Grayy as yeah, well. Yeah. Like with the corridors and the inf infinite, and I got a sense of them corridors leading to different places but anyway i saw this feminine presence and it was like a, it was i felt like it was like a mother grandma it felt like a grandmother it was really really odd and she swooped in and she was just dancing i mean, I mean I f it felt like her face was like i don't know like 50 miles away and all the room was her body and it was it was so odd because it felt like yeah the room was her body and she was just kind of dancing it was like she was dance or something like it That's she was beautiful. showing me that like it, it's all a dance like life's a dance it's all a dance and then she kind of started to work on me um straight away the first thing i wanted to ask was it's mum all right it's the first thing i wanted to go up straight in yeah yeah i was like I, you're going with intent anyway and literally she came came over me I and mean, the room was like her it was like i was in a womb but i was in a room and the temple was her and i was in the womb again it was really, really strange sensation. Mm. When you trying to put words to it, you just sound insane. But the, uh, yeah, the first thing I said was, is mom okay? And it was like, shh, fine, shh, shh. It was like, shh, it was like, shut up. Just shh. Yeah, she's fine. It's like, it's, I got the impression that she gets asked that all the time. She's like, yeah, 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 shh, shh, I've got some stuff to do. And, um. In that beautiful place, Lord. Yeah, man, it was beautiful. And I was like, on the walls, I was like, oh, it's just, I mean, it bends your, bends your head a lot anyway. Um, but it was, it was. I came back just like flawed and just like God. <laughs> it's yeah. just absolutely un unreal. And the presence and the, it was a feminine, it was fem feminine intelligence as well. And then I went in about an hour later and I was a bit anxious actually for some reason. I mean, even the beauty can scare you. Do you oh, know God, I mean? yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just, just so overwhelming. It's yeah. overwhelming. And even, even if it's beautiful and you have a great time, you come out and it's not until a couple of weeks later you go, fucking okay, no. hell, scared to do that again actually. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if it is great. Um, but yeah, I went in the next time, and we had the Icaros on. The Icaros are perfect for it because it's just you've got a shaker, and like a mantra sung by a shaman, or whatever, which is like the melody and yeah, and it can get quite heavy as well sometimes, yeah, quite yeah. dark. There's a darkness, yeah. Mm, there is. They, they do take some d dark turns. The Icaros do as well, and it's sometimes you get like a man shouting like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I went in back straight back into the room again, into that waiting room, and then I was a bit anxious, and she could tell that I was really anxious, and she, I got pushed out of the room back into the float center. And I remember, like, I remember getting pushed to the corner of this room, and then I just came back, and I was back out. It was so strange, and the reason why I mentioned the Icaro is because, well, as the shaker was going on, she was going shh 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 shh. Sh like the shaker, oh, so it worked like unreal. I was just like, and I was, I was a bit scared in there. And as she was kind of 
as I was leaving, she was like, shh, it's okay, it's okay. And she kind of just like pushed me out of the room. And it was just really gentle and, yeah. and beautiful, but yeah. like powerful. That that female energy, I mean, for viewers at home, this, I'll put that down my camera. That's a famous, we all know that image, okay. When I was in that space and the beaming white light started to come up around this kind of mad code tablet you know sumerian text otari logo-y kind of crisp this beaming white light started to come up and then around the peripherals of that and again like you say 360 although That's not a dome not a structure i was right. in open space okay it was like space but like a cousin of space it was like a egypt if egypt was kind of physically metaphorically in space in like a laser form or something and around the edges, this these two of these female that that face or something very very similar started to move around the edges like this, and then the the female kind of dialogue opened up about you know mm -hmm. you don't need to keep looking, you don't need to keep fighting, you don't need to keep knowing. But it's a quick rapport. That's the yeah. thing. It's a quick exchange. Like as you're asking the question, it's getting answered. Yes, that's what I I found. And I was like, is this okay? Da -da -da. Like um, when I went in a couple of months ago again, like it was watch your fear. Like and it got quite heavy and quite dark. But it was like watch your fear. Like watch it, watch it. And it was it wasn't like watch it, but it was just observe your fear. Like mm. it's okay. Don't be scared by your fear. Mm. And and it was one of them. I don't know. I took, what I took away from it was just integration's a big thing. Mm. I think. Yeah, and you it takes a while, doesn't it? Because it's so profound. Mm. I mean, and anybody who's done mushrooms, and again, we've all probably, lots of people in our generation and before and after, lots of people have a psychedelic experience and often it's when you're young. Yeah. In the fucking, all the worst ways possible. Amsterdam Square, mushrooms going around yeah. Madame to Swords. Yeah, just off you drinking <laughs> lager and yeah. fucking trying to eat fucking pasties and shit. And you don't understand it. Yeah, and and the setting, the setting, and the reverence. You know, whether or not we're talking about you and your beautiful wife, and the reverence you got for your boy, your baby, your life, your business, your future. Like it's that reverence, you know. And we've a lot of us have got the experience of oh, Billy had some LSD, and we ended up in a nightclub, and it was mental. I saw corned beef coming off the fucking ceiling, and yeah, and it's not normally a good experience for people, and it shuts them off. Mm. But it's even been proven in those experiences that profoundly the introspection and the, that, that imprinting on a subliminal level happens somewhere, mm -hmm. whether or not it can be pinpointed or anything. But for somebody like you and the integration, for me, for, for, for talking from my experience, it, I can find myself years later and something will click and I'll just recognise something about myself that's changed. You know? And often it's like my, it's just my perspective my judgments, my ego, mm. you know, my value system that's kind of outside of my skin. You know, how, how, do, how do I see the structure, the order, the hierarchy of what's happening out there? Yeah. And who would I criticise and who would I feel was a, a threat? Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. in a physical sense, but maybe to my well-being, to my, you know, yeah. it could be the fucking gas company or, you know, just... Yeah. Well, they are a threat. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? I know what you mean. You just, yeah, yeah. you just allow, and I noticed, I thought, oh, you know, 
maybe somebody said to me, oh, I haven't seen for a couple of years, oh, you've chilled out or whatever it is. You just, there's little things that happen and it's often years down the line. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, I try and do something once a year. I'm not prolific. No. I might be doing something once or twice a year, you know, whether it's mushrooms or DMT or something like that, just to check in. And, and more so now, I'm starting to feel like, maybe I'm good for the minute, you know, I'm, I'm Dude, at the point yeah. where those lessons that I've been listening to, you don't need to keep looking, you don't need to keep searching, you don't need to keep fighting, you don't need to keep healing even. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm at a point where I can rest a little bit and just think, no, oh, actually, maybe my magic, maybe my searching is right in front of my fucking face. Maybe yep. it's the camping that I know we're going to do, you you, you, you want to come because yeah, I'm sure, fucking banging on about you it. Have, but man. I mean, the, you know, the stakes are high, you've been really bigging this up. This experience has kind of taken that, part of my quest yeah the profundity of being sat somewhere beautiful is yeah it's not that it's not that kind of fucking emphatic instantaneous thunderbolt of all the world but having that in the bank because i've got that in the bank and knowing mm. that exists knowing that's permeated my fucking expanded your spectrum hasn't it yeah yeah so then now when i am sat here because i think that's a fucking massive contributing factor to the fact that i can actually sit on a on a mountain now somebody who's like if my my family never went for walks and shit we didn't do we didn't go and in, to connect to anything it was like someone said to me i remember alex saying to me early days come on let's go for a walk we'll just go and i'm like where walk to the shop what what yeah, yeah like what what do you mean go for a walk I mean, what what we're we gonna do yeah okay and little by little she gets me out she gets me out she gets anyway so for me now to be able to sit and have this profound feeling of psychedelia, I mean, I've had it. Yeah. I've felt the trip out. I've felt the intense beauty and gratitude. And it's from, from doing that. So I think, it, and coming back to the last few times I've done DMT and even mushrooms, it's, that's been the overwhelming message yeah. I've been getting is, is like, you can just be where you are at the minute. Yeah, Just be where you are. You're getting everything you need from... It's really interesting you said that because uh, I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm not doing it for a while because that's the message I got oh. the last time we did it. Um, you'll speak to Drew anyway, but we all got a bollocking at the same time. Like you, you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went in a couple of times in like a week, and it was like, watch yourself now. Like you, you, you don't need to be here. You get it. Like yeah. my last trip was I just got show Danny and Bobby, and it was completely out of the blue. Completely out of the blue. I wasn't I was expecting to see. And it was like, your life is good. This is as good as it gets in the best way possible. Mm. Like it was like, really appreciate this. Try and soak it up. And I came out just like, like, like all medicine, you don't realize you needed it. But I was like, yeah, I think, I've, I think everything's good. So you saying that, like, I think I'm good for now. It's That's interesting. Yeah, it, it was. Cause I think it, if you abuse it, you'll get bollocked or hyper slaps or whatever. I mean, the first tri time I tried to do it, I had a horrible experience with it. Take us through it, because you've told me this story. Is this in the garden? Um, no, where was no, this? this was in the, bed in, in in the, the bedroom. bedroom. Right, yeah. come on. Uh, this was DMT God. specifically, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was the first time, and obviously I've been listening to McKenna for years, and you just psyching myself up for weeks. It's been in my cupboard for fucking ages, and I had the pipe ready, and I was like, okay, okay. I built up the courage to do it, and sat down and meditated, and there was fear there, definitely, and... Um, I did it half-heartedly. I kind of sent it myself. What popped downstairs to see Annie? I was like, I'm back in a bit. Just gonna pop upstairs to the studio and and do this. And she was like, Good luck, you know. I was talking to her about it for ages. 
Um, and yeah, I did it. I mean, I, I, I've, I've spoke to people, I spoke to Drew when we was in space about it, and it, it, you do get a funny look, but there's no way to describe it. But I, it, it, it was pretty traumatic. I, I took a, I took a hit. I think it was like I don't know, point four or something, like forty milligrams or something, and um, instantly, <clears throat> instantly felt it in the onset and everything. I think I managed to get two tokes, um, and it was beautiful. And I saw like the chrysanthemum of like the the orange ceiling that I always like go to and and then all of a sudden through I, I felt a bit of fear in myself. I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. Um <laughs> through my through my vision behind my eyes, I got like you know like in vi- like video games like Street Fighter. You yeah. get like hit. It's like <sighs> Yeah. And like the whole the whole like camera shakes and yeah. I, I saw like claw marks go across the whole of um my vision, like blocking this chrysanthemum and it was like immediately something <clears throat> menacing was there and i got like three hits and i saw these claw marks and i was like whoa and it's like no as if someone was trying to pull me away from this beautiful chrysanthemum this orange beautiful geometry that i wanted to go through um and then it flicked to this crazy crazy realistic hyper real neon 50 foot alligator dragging me by the feet through chambers and it was fucking horrible. It was like these t- this tunnel was just opening up, like like gates were getting closed every time he pulled me through, and he was pissed off with me. He was like, "Come on, come on, come on!" And then, yeah, I mean, see if you can get a visual, like a like a, a video play out of some of the DMT. Um, type in Sobek. Type in DMT and then Sobek. S O B E K. Um, the Egyptian god of the underworld, one of them, apparently, and he's like, he's got like a crocodile actually might be crocodile head i can't really remember um but yeah after re- it was it was weird though because he was like in armor but futuristic oh. armor um and i got attacked that yeah pretty much that actually yeah that's pr- that's reminiscent i've been i've been that neon yeah. lit kind of, and and the gothic yeah 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 the the ancient structure of things and look look at the little pyramids at the front and the little yeah like yeah that that that's fucking familiar to Yeah, it was like I've the been. neon, the brightness, and he was wearing armour, kind of like, he was like armour as well, like neon armour, and he had a crocodile, yeah, definitely like that. Mm. I thought it was Stoff at first, and then I was like, no, nah, it's definitely a crocodile, and uh, then it attacked me, it kind of... And it's as big as that? Mate, it felt... Well, are your eyes open or shut? Do no, you keep... shut, this is completely yeah, shut. I always have my Yeah, I mean, shut. I wear an, a, 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 an eye mask, right. so when I take my... I don't like... Looking at the wood no. chip on the wall. <laughs> yeah, seeing the face and everything. Do you know what I mean? But like, so I, when I do, I will have like my head thing on ready to go down because it was all about going in and everything. So, yeah, this was behind closed eyes, and and then it kind of like dragged me through these these chambers, and then it kind of jumped on me and like vibrated. And I, if I mean, you can't describe it. I, f- I felt a bit abused. I think when I came out of it, it was an attack. It was trying to vibrate. What were you physically responding like? Were you able to stay it. still? I recorded it all. What video? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow! And I just stayed still. Nothing happened. Really weird. So you just, you just, and were you aware? Because you can break through, as we've kind of touched on, to varying degrees with DMT. And there is a point where you, you know, some people call it the tunnel, the breakthrough at the top of your head, where you, you, and then the noise, the noise, and there's. 
I don't know which stage most people consider it, but there's a point when you literally leave your, your physical body. It's not necessarily when your voice broke through. You can mm-hmm. do it when you've not even broke through, but like literally... No, I was still in the room. You are not aware of your body or yeah. you've gone. You yeah. were still in the room. Yeah, with the dome experience, I was not here. Yeah. But with this, I could still hear the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I still, so you're still... You're aware I, I, that my, you were my in, consciousness on the planet. Here, yeah. But this thing was kind of waiting for me and it was fucking really it really shook me up actually and then i started you know reading delving in and i got hyper slapped like I, I was not prepared for it and i wasn't allowed in mm. like there is times that i've read quite a lot on accounts and like error and stuff like that when you're yeah. delving deep into the reports yeah. but like hyper slaps a thing like if you're not if you're not ready and you jump in quick you know with not much respect i mean the weird thing is i did have respect for it but i was scared and eager was, impetuous yeah possibly yeah, so I took, I mean, I gave it a, a break for about a year after that. And I was like, obviously, I'm not ready. But then, like, recently, like, through everything and the world state, I've kind of been called to, like, well, more medicine work. Mm. And not so much the DMT, like you say. Like, it's good. I mean, that's just... That's different gravy. Yeah. If you can't, it's not for everyone. If you can't process it, you can really mess up your head if you can't mm. if you don't have beliefs in, in, in mm. magic and stuff like that and know to, how to navigate and process them mm. and integrate them experiences. Um, but particularly, yeah, I mean, I, my mate Danny who comes to Flow, he, he told me about, because I said, oh, I had to get some DMT. And he said, no, it's not about that, like Cambo. I was like, what? And, and uh, he said, that's where it's at. And I was like, really? Like, And I started reading about it. And I was like, oh, Did you know anything about Cambo before that? Never heard about it. No. Have you not heard Aubrey talk about it? Because I know you're a big Aubrey Marcus I'm, fan. I'm a bit, yeah, no, I think I've heard about it, but I never heard him discuss his Cambo session because I think he had a really bad experience. Mm. I think he got like nine or ten dots on his first time. And mm. I think he nearly like... I think I listened to that before I, I, I had, a, I had a, that podcast on before I was going to work one day in a building site and I was up early and I ended up doing a load of a housework and just squaring stuff up down. I was up mm-hmm. and I can remember thinking this is mental like, I wonder how many builders have I'd listened to that conversation before they've gone on site <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean yeah 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 definitely definitely and I was on site last week bloody listening to well, like a shamanic Aubrey um, episode mm. on shamanism. But he, yeah, I mean, I love Aubrey. Aubrey's awesome, to be fair. Yeah, Powerful um, Aubrey Marcus was shout Aubrey out. He's a big inspiration. Yeah, and definitely. And it's, and it's kind of like the space and he's always talking about doing the work and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to kind of meet us like-minded people in little old Lincoln. Mm. But um, mm. with the float centre, it kind of attracts a certain oh, people as well. It's beautiful so it's about great. it. it's great. So I've just been joining the dots, really, with people. It's been really easy. Like, oh, this is... Finally, this has come to fruition. And, um, yeah, I started reading about Cambo when, when Danny mentioned it, and uh, it just sounds quite intense. It kind of scared me. And I was well, like, give an outline for, for viewers, for listeners of what it is. Okay. Uh, I mean, first off, I've only done this, like, three times, and I've uh, there's facilitators in the UK that are amazing. There's, it's completely legal. There's a Cambo federation in the UK. It's legal all over the world, apart from Brazil. And at the minute, Australia, this week, Australia are trying to make it illegal. Um, what it is, is really just a cleansing ritual. So there's a um, a tree frog in the Amazon basin. I think it's in Brazil. Um, and when, when this frog is kind of caught by the shaman, um, a secretion is kind of given off, off its skin. It's kind of like a defense mechanism um, if it's stressed. But, I mean, the shaman and the way the shamans work is they believe that the frog should they're kind of friends with the frog because it's energy mm-hmm. it's what they're all about energy and they don't want to be taking secretion off something that's really really upset 
Um, so they take this secretion onto a bit of wood, um, and then in the Cambo ceremony, you get burns. So basically how this started was there was a tribe, I can't remember where it, what tribe it was called, I, can't, I, I missed the name. Yeah, there we go, lots there of people go. at home can see mm-hmm. the, the, the dots going on. Yep, and they're burned into your skin, and it's the only way really that it can be applied properly because the legend has it that there was a tribe and the shaman was trying to heal everyone but everyone was dying and everyone was super ill and they was trying all the plant medicines trying every cleanse and then he took ayahuasca the shaman did and got told by Aya to take the secretion and burn it onto skin and that and, oh and so the actual method of application was told through the plants <coughs> right yeah, yeah um so yeah, so you, you you put a couple of burns on your arm, and the poison is poison medicine. It's all about dosage, but it's uh yeah that's applied to your to your skin, and it instantly gets into your lymphatic system. Um, it's about an hour long, half an hour to an hour long, like a bit of an ordeal medicine. It's not psychoactive at all. You're not. It's not psychedelic. It's very very grounding, and it's um more like a purge really. So you drink a lot of water, and then it's administered and you have an intense body heat and it's just hard work for a while. You know, get a, jungle fever. That's what Drew said to me. It's like you, you'll have jungle fever for about half an hour, 40 minutes, and then you throw up or sweat. There's loads of different ways to purge. Um, but yeah, it was um, just scary to kind of read about. But once I did it, it was kind of like, hmm, there's something in this. And the idea is it gets rid of, as you are purging or you're going through the ordeal, the kind of frog medicine kind of knows what to do and scientifically there's loads of peptides in it like it's really good like antimicrobial like super super good for your lymphatic system just for drainage and cleaning um and i mean a lot of people do it all over the world and i think there's like there's thousands of people that have ministers um well i just want to jump in there because we've mentioned drew a lot drew is Good friend of yours. I've recently been introduced to you through you, which is lovely. What a lovely, warm again. Right. You mentioned yeah. the float center. It's true, man. I say this to friends of mine who are, you know, whatever, just like stuck in a rut. I'm like, go to a yoga class, go up to a float. You'll fucking meet somebody in a float rate room. Yeah, that'll blow your mind, and then you'll be you'll be off. Yeah. Drew is uh, a f- fantastic tattoo artist and also a very reverent believer in these ceremonies and uh, and uh, uh, i i'd called him a shaman he i called him like a shaman that. no he, the first thing he said to me when he came to the center because he put me in touch with uh, danny put me in touch with him you'll meet danny one day yeah um but drew came the first thing he, he said oh you want to come to cambo next thursday and i was like yeah if that's okay man he's like i'm not a shaman like i'm not a shaman he's so humble in saying yeah. that yeah the shaman didn't want to be a shaman you know like he's the shaman's the wounded that's healed himself mm. Um, but he holds such nice space. And it was the first time I was introduced to kind of space with people, like a ritual, collective ritual. You know, you you kind of, you, you turn up, you say hi and your introductions, and then, you know, he chimes you in. And it's a personal experience. And Yeah, and you, when you say chimes in, you mean literally beautiful, ancient. It's, this, it's, it's as reverent to the actual ceremony yeah. as it would be, isn't it? You yeah. get that, and you can feel it because when... When I did it with you, and we're going to get Drew, you know, Drew's got an episode that's going to come out and it's going to be interesting as well. But when you took me along, <clears throat> the space is created, mm-hmm. which is all from the 
that thing you talked about earlier, that need to follow this through and pursue that, whatever it is. And the fact that, that he's got that and he created that space and you've gone there because you've got that and then I've gone there because you said you're going to, you, I think you might like this, you want to come with me, I think you might take something from it. So then the, the four of us in that room have got this combined energy and the atmosphere, the, the memorabilia, the, mm-hmm. the, the ritual, the reverence that he's showing and ch- literally we chime that in because mm-hmm. I'm like you, I've created my little space to do my stuff at home. You know, I've got my Moroccan little corner in my place and I put the candles on and put the sage on. Nice, man. But it was a different gravy in there yeah. when we went to Drew. To, yeah. to, to it changes. With Drew. Like, gets, gets serious. It's serious, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and in a beautifully... Humbling way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even when like, you're saging down, you spend like five, he spends like five minutes of saging you down. It's respectful and you're just sharing silence, just meditating with your yeah, eyes closed. You see, can you pull that up, Aidan? When you, you, see, you see a shaman... Pre- preparing somebody with the sage and ready for a um you know a ceremony it's it's special man yeah yeah and the, again like yeah. we said earlier in this podcast there's something about that energy there's mm-hmm. something about that belief and that yeah surrender yeah to this thing not mm-hmm. that we're going to go down this crazy rabbit hole or whatever but we're all here in this moment and we're all um sharing it yeah and allowing it to guide us you're allowing it you're allowing you're giving your self to the teachers as well, like the intelligence, the plant intelligence. Even with like Hape, it's like very, very gentle snuff. Mm. There's a little, there's a little bit of spirit to it when you're there, and it's like just a little kiss of, of something else. Um, but yeah, just even the space, and yet again, like back to John D and, ma- and magic and everything. Like the more you approach, um, oh, is he Anthony Bourdain? Doing That's it? Anthony Bourdain. God bless him. Oh no, a legend. You yeah. know, I only started watching that last year. Like all the what, parts unknown and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's incredible. It's amazing, man. Yeah, really, really interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Real shame that um, yeah, he left early. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, all all of that. But it's it's it gets serious as well, and you you, you kind of it feels tribal, you know, like it, and you have got the Icaros playing, like he does it as much as he can to the book by like how it should have been. So you have got the Icaros going and. Mm. You know, you sage literally fucking. You sage the place out. Yes, it's fucking hot boxed yes. with sage and Paleo Santo and uh, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's the Cambo is really interesting because dragon's it, blood as well. I think. Yeah, that was that. What it what? Yeah, it's the first time I smelt that the other night actually. Um, but it's just respect as well and humble for the medicine. And he uh, that's the beauty of it with, with Drew as well. Like and and the and the guys. It's it's all about the medicine. It's about that's doing the work for you and we're just holding space and the more you kind of put into it as a ritual the more you kind of get out of it so um but anyway i want to talk how 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 did you find cambo okay well <clears throat> well so we're in the <clears throat> we're in in excuse me <clears throat> we're with drew i'm in your hands and for me leading up to it you reached out to me Said, look, you know this this thing I'm connected to and of real benefit. And I think you might appreciate it. This might be happening. Let me know if you if you want me to if you want me to you know bring you along. And I thought, okay, because I've been having these messages of I don't need to look for anything now. I don't need to search. I'm good at the minute. Whatever I've got in front of me is giving me what I need. But then I thought, right, two things how I live my life. I'm all for everything. I've got the words tattooed on the bottom of my back, you know, life, youth, beautiful. I'm all for it. Fucking in the bushes. Noises. <laughs> right? Life, youth, beautiful. I'm all for it. Kids everywhere, fucking in the... I didn't get that bit. Fucking in the bushes. 
but point being is that little mantra for me you know I want to try things I want to experience things I want to open the door go through the door see what's in the room if I don't like what's in the room I come back out of the room shut the door if I like what's in the room there might be another door and I'll go in another room that's kind of how I do it and secondly because I knew I wasn't necessarily looking the fact that it came to me mm-hmm. through the harmony through the connection through that that you talk about that we share yeah right okay I trust this to the point where the little bit I did know about about Cambo through Aubrey and various couple of bits that I've read, I thought, right, okay, I'm I'm not sure. I know it's not psychedelic in any way, shape or form like plants that I've I've worked with. As far as I know, I think it's kind of a purge. I think you just you go rough riding, you know, and that's all I knew. And I thought, I'm not even gonna read I'm not even gonna get bogged down in reading, learning, and you'd mentioned Hape, which I'd I'd never heard of the Hape stuff. Um, certainly not in that in that way, you know, snuff and sniff and, and things like that. But mm. I thought, right, I'm just going to trust. I just trusted you. Oh, man. I just trusted that you've invited me into something. And I know my messages that have been coming are, I don't need to search. I haven't searched. It's come to me through love, essentially. So, yeah, let's go and have the experience and mm. see what goes down. So I went with that. And it turns out this is quite pivotal because... Here's me thinking I'm an old veteran at this point of like, yeah, I can just let this be. I'm just going to, I'm cool. I know this has come to me. I'm just going to, and I'll, at the time I'm balls deep into James Nestor's Breathe. Yeah, yeah. Great book. And in that book, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to go through the experience, be surrounded by these people and breathe. And I'd also spoken to Drew in the meantime, since you, you, you set it up and he was lovely, just lovely to talk to. Yeah. I just felt his energy straight away. I just thought, oh, magic. Cause yeah, he's, you know, he's incredible. Yeah. So I'm, by the time the time I get there on the night, I come I come into the into the beautiful space. You're there. I'm comforted. Something bizarre happens because Drew's partner comes in and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, mad, mad. I know his partner from being a boy when I was a little kid. She's one of my best friends at the time, who I was in bands with, um, big sister. So she's four or five years older than me. So like when she came around, it was like, whoa, she was like a goddess. You yeah. know, like John's big sister. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. curly hair, beautiful girl. Don't look fucking much different at all now, which was mesmerising. And as I said, Sherelle, Sam. That was just like, oh, lovely. Yeah, the cogs aligned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're doing... And then, and then as... Drew, because obviously you're aware of this whole ceremony being so close to it, to the the Amazonian tribal way of doing it. So I'm kind of, you know, thinking, oh, wow, this is this is cool. This is lovely. Lovely tea we're drinking. Anyway, you guys talk me through it. We, we start with the, the Hape. You chose... Warrior Heart. Warrior Heart. So, yeah, let people know about Hape. I mean, as I'm saying all this, I'm just like so new to it as well like yeah, super yeah. but humble. you know much more than i do um yeah hape is just it's like a tobacco uh, mixed with different herbs depending on the tribe and it's administered up through you know up through your nose typically by someone else um through called a caripe caripe is a self-administering one it's like a little bone that you kind of pack up and you can blow it up your own nose um or turepe i can't remember what it's called actually not better to find it Happy tobacco. Type in K. It's like a little f- flute. It is, yeah. K U R I P E, I think. I P E. Yeah, it might be. 
that. Oh, no, it's a self-administrator. I can't remember what it's called. Um, oh, no, that's it, actually. If you look, top right picture. It's not, actually, that's not nothing like it. Oh, no, that, there you go. The, the that, that one. one. Yeah, you got it. There Similar go. to that, yeah. Like, the bigger one is administered by the shaman or the person so he, holding yeah, space. He blows through it. You've got it in your nostril. Yeah, you put about a pea-sized amount of powder. It's like a pea gun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's an art to do it because the first time I did it, because I've only done it to someone once, because Drew, Drew let me do it once to him, and I blew way too hard. Yeah. But it, there is, it is like a, there's a way to blow properly. But yeah, I mean, it kicks you in the nose. It kicks you hard. It's not like doing anything else that you've, you've done before, and it's it's a bit of an ordeal. Um, stings a bit, and it, but it's super grounding. Like, if you keep your eyes closed and meditate with it, like, you just become very, very still, and there's quite a lot of static build-up behind your eyes, and it's you feel a bit of a presence. I mean, it's very, very subtle, mm. really beautifully subtle. Like, you don't have to really worry about it. Because the first time I did it, I was really nervous because, like, stuff I put on my nose, you know, have been awful nights. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck me, the shit I used to put on my nose. God, <laughs> God that's another podcast. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I choose a... I always chose that warrior heart, and, and I've done some... Why is that then, Kieran? So there's obviously... The little bit I do know is, the like you say, the different tribes using the different plants from the different habitats and combining them with, with the tobacco... Mm-hmm. And creating energies, female energies, warrior energy, male energy. Mm-hmm. You, you chose the warrior, and again, because I was in your hands, I thought I'll just follow your lead and stay. I mean, that, it's because that was the first one I went for, like four months ago, and I first tried it. I was like, "Oh, this is really nice." I've tried a few different since. I did try one that was made by a ninety-year-old shaman in in the Amazon, and that was that absolutely blew my face off oh, this is little old lady making this in, <laughs> in the jungle it's mm-hmm. just it's amazing um but it's just really humbling um but yeah i just chose the warrior heart because it's what i know really and like I'm, it's, there's probably not much difference in them and i think some have some iboga in it so you've got to be quite careful with that because Thing yeah, that's you different don't, gravy. Yeah. yeah, you can't just like throw that in. Oh, by the way, this has got a little bit of a boga in it. If you fancy it, just before everything. Um, <laughs> but it's really subtle, and it's just it's just a nice another string to the bow of the ritual of the ceremony yeah. about what you're about to do and get into. Setting you up, prepping you. Yeah, like say grounding you. Yeah, it brings you down a gear, and you know everyone kind of goes through it, and you kind of breathe through it. Some people might, you know, vomit a bit or sniff a bit, and like want to blow their nose or it'd be really painful but you kind of sit through it again to the ordeal that moment to sit in it and be still then you kind of come out the other side like quite grounded um so that kind of sets you up nicely for whatever you're going to do um within the evening um and then it was on to the gambo it was yeah and, and watching you i just followed your lead and again the setting i can't say enough about the setting i try i've just said on the ramble chat we just put out you know trying to make the studio in the furlough days trying to create an extension of the energy, you know, and make it inclusive. Yeah, yeah, materialise so, it. So important to me, and watching you do that, I'm like, okay, you know, right. And then you went and sat down, and we had a little giggle because you picked up your tub, you got your tub. <laughs> I'm like, right, okay. Kieran sat down, lovely little cushion, little sort of, you know, and he's got a big tub like a bucket <laughs> and Kieran said oh you can use that one over there uh, sorry um, Drew says you, you got one over there Sam and it was pink I think I had a joke it's pink wasn't it I said that could be like chew the chat <laughs> anyway so we sit down I sit down next to you and I think um, yeah we create the cambo which is mixed up um, and then applied fire a couple of 
dots. Yeah, they're called gates. So it's like the gates. So they just take off just the top layer of your skin. Um, so it doesn't bleed. You don't want it to bleed, but you just want to get that top layer off just so it kind of opens your lymph system a little bit and it's easy to ap- apply it. I think, you know, I'm really new to all this. I've, mm-hmm. only, I've only had it three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then they apply it. Watching you do that, you know, then you're kind of meditating. You're sat there, you're calm, you're in lovely posture. You just, you know, you're in the moment. And I'm watching and I'm I'm in that place of trust because I've taken that call from you. I've thought, right, I'm not going to research it. I'm just going to follow the flow and be in the flow. And looking back from here, where I am sat now, in a way, like when we're talking about floating or whatever, you know, the idea is to be in the moment. And But I was looking back now, I can see that I was putting so much trust in trust that actually that was my focus. Really? I was actually like focusing on not focusing. Okay, okay, yeah, In yeah. a weird way. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So kind of, without knowing it at the time, just like, oh, I'm just breathing, I'm just being here, I'm just breathing, I was actually, I'm just breathing, I'm just being here, I'm just mm. breathing. So anyway, I watch you, you get burned and then you have your dots and and you, you, you sit and you meditate and you wait. And by which time I'm taking mine. And I shut my eyes and I sit and I wait and no sooner are my fucking temples you just feel it. And my whole head starts. I feel like my head's like six foot yeah, circumference. Heat rushing up through my body. I'm like, oh whoa, breathing, breathing. And I cope with it, not so bad. I can feel it. I knew it was coming, the jungle fever. Okay, okay. And the heartbeat, the noise, the sound, the orchestra. I'm like, shit, this yeah. fucking jungle's going it, through me. And it's, there's like a sharp, so it's, there's a sharp sting goes down your arm. Yeah. And then there's a blast of heat. And for me, because of my brain injury as well, like I'm always super paranoid about the pressure. But again, it's just like a lesson, like it's okay. But yeah, it can be uh, the onset for the first five minutes is pretty intense as well. And just as, just as I start to come out of that, I hear... <laughs> yes. right. I mean, I vomit really bad anyway. And I mean, <laughs> we're talking poltergeist level, like from where I was, like put yourself in my shoes. I'm like in this kind of quite naive, vulnerable, but trusting, you know, first time situation. I've just, just like hung on to myself through this fucking, whoa, what is going on? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. And it sounds like fuck. He's filled his tub already. I've, I mean, I purge quite a lot. Of, Drew, yeah, I, I think I purge more than normal. Mm. I think. Drew's well, all, Drew's always like, this is what's interesting because I didn't, did I? So as you're purging, as this happens, this happens over the next fifteen minutes. You've maybe, you've maybe hit your tub. I don't know, four, five times, mm-hmm. and I'm nowhere near. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, just be. Just be, mm-hmm. just be. Because it is quite a visceral experience when somebody's, when you know you've gone into a cer- ceremonial purge yeah. and somebody right next to you is purging, there's a, there's a violence, there's a, a physical fucking visceral thing happening next to you. There's, you know, all the impact and the the body convulting and everything. So it's, you know, it's quite mm-hmm. a harrowing yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know that this is coming to me. It's like, fuck, this is coming. When's it coming? It's not coming yet. And then I start thinking, oh, it's not coming yet. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm thinking, don't think that, just be, just be, mm-hmm. back to the be, breathe, breathe, breathe. So I'm just, you know, okay, just, and I think I did a good job of that. You smashed it. But then Drew put two more on you. But yeah, because then Drew said after about 20, 25 minutes, he just, again, real nice, he just made his presence, you know, I think he did a bit of sage. Yeah, just melts into your periphery. And just melted in, and he just said, are you, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. He said, you know, you're, you're probably about the same body mass as me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of, that was enough. He said, so, you know, if, if, if you feel at any point, you know, you might want two more dots. He said, I would normally do four dots and just sort of melt it off again. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. You're in it. You know, and he knows what he's talking about. He's mm-hmm. watched me. Mm-hmm. He thinks this is the way to go. Okay, let's do it. So he does the other side. <clears throat> and um, fuck me, the jungle fever again. Again, the sharpness straight away. Yeah. Ooh, and it comes quicker. Fucking like I've got four hearts in my chest. Yeah, it's insane. And then I start sweating. Mm-hmm. I sweated, and I was far in, and I felt like my my whole life's experience. I farted loads of my first time, leaving me through my arse, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and a little bit of me began the idea of being conscious about that. And it was real. That was interesting. So Enjoying I just, the process. I had a thought, a thought of a thought. Yeah. Okay. So as I'm fucking. It's all my life's falling out of my arsehole. <laughs> I, I, I had the beginning of a thought of like, oh God, I'm, everyone's going to. And then I realised, no, you daft cunt. This is what it is. This yeah. is, no one gives a fuck no, here. Shit and all, it's fine. And that was really peaceful for that split second. Mm-hmm. And then once I was, that was it, it was dealt with. I was just fine. I'm just like, okay, this is what my body's doing. I'm fucking going to be, I'm thinking, shit, I'm going to be purging in a minute. And I don't purge. You did, didn't you? I did, okay, but I'd not for the next, like, again, I'm, I'm like 10 minutes in. But you were sweating. And I'm gushing. I remember looking over at you because I was like, in my bucket, and I was like, because I've done it a few times now, so I know yeah. the process of, the like, finding the waves to jump on uh, when you start to purge. But I looked over at you, and I was like, you're drenched. Mm. And that's your purge as well. There's no... The medicine does not not do its work if you don't purge. Yeah. Like you can sweat, you can like Drew says, you just put some on, and you just don't even feel it. He's cried before, just yeah, cry. He's cried before, yeah. Just cry, cry, and it's whatever really, really comes up, really. But it knows it's it's really really strange because. Sorry, continue with your story anyway. Because I was no, 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 it's branch cool. off, but um, but no, it kind of knows what to do. I mean, the first time I spoke to Drew about it, he did this with his hands. He was like, it just gets in. Mm. It knows what to do, and it does. It just. Your body's working. It's it's a bit of an ordeal. It's a hell of an intense experience. Well, when I'm, I mean, I've just said ten minutes into this. I fuck knows how long it was, but it felt like because I was aware, like well, I'm not being sick yet. I'm not being sick yet, mm-hmm. especially after the second one. It might have been. I mean, Drew will tell me on the episode. I'm sure. Eventually, I'm like, whoa! I had a thought. A thought flashed through me of a couple of family members, and it just came across. Yep, that was Quick. it. Yeah. And then I, yeah. And I went, and I, and then from there, I think I, I hit that that tub about four times, but not in a projectile way. Like it's like my body did it on that occasion mm-hmm. through the sweat and through the the flatulence and the gas and the whatever the fuck. Yeah. But when we started to come, I think I hit that about four times that tub, and then I started to cool. Oh, felt like a cool down I'm not sweating so much normalised yeah and I think I've, I'd not I'd, my ankle was still quite bad so I was struggling to stay comfortable I started to move so I started to like because we were I think I was kneeling for a bit and then I was sat cross-legged and then I just get on one hip and sort of straighten my leg out Yeah, I started becoming aware of that so every now and again I'd open my eyes just check I'm not about in what I've missed completely by the way here yeah? drinking water 
consistently and incessantly like that is really difficult. It's really hard. Fucking, that's yeah. the, one of the hardest parts of it. Yeah, I mean, you, before you start it, because you need to drink two litres of water before you put the dots on. By the time he's, I've start, he's started, I'm really ready to be sick anyway, because you're just sick of drinking water. But I've really got into like... Yeah, you had a really good rhythm. I was bash, struggling yeah, to get in. Uh, it, yeah, well, no, it's, it, I mean, first time I was, you just kind of thought, you don't know what the fuck's going on, and you kind of, I sweated a lot my first time, and like, Purged, purged a bit, but it's funny you mention that because I, um, my first purge, I got like an image of my granddad and my grandma. My my gra- my granddad throwing a rose on my grand grandma's uh, coffin. You saying it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's something I haven't really thought about or unpacked. And that was my first purge. Like I remember seeing a flash of that, and then uh, the reaction. I was like, "There's something." The, the, the way I see it, I mean, I might be completely wrong, but they're, they're like little rungs of a ladder. You could when you catch it, it's catching the right wave. When you feel that coming, or Sometimes I'm going to be sick. What what's going to spring to mind? And then it, boom, it comes through, mm. and it really feels like again. The more you put into it as a ritual and the process, you kind of get out. And sometimes I, I'd feel it coming out, and I'd be like, "Oh God, I feel I needed that." Do you know, I really needed that. Mm. Um, but yeah, like drinking water is. I mean, I think maybe I've been reading. Like, maybe I drink too much. You got to be careful because your sodium levels. Yeah, if you don't, it, it's all right drinking it as long as you're purging but if you keep yeah. down and you're not purging your sodium levels can go and you can pass out and it was much easier the guys did a great job of sort of having it room temperature ish i mean you'll know more than me being a plumber but um yeah it felt you know that, that being warm mm-hmm. but I, yeah i just the room just the real estate to get it in for me was just difficult but i felt i was i did have this other feeling of like i feel like I'm getting enough in me to transport whatever's happening. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think I was deficient with it, but yep. I was struggling to do more of it. But it's hard. I, but as I started to come around, I mean, and a couple of those purges, I think the second, yeah, the, the last few, I mean, I, th- I think, I thought, I thought I did about four, but again, Drew will, will fill me in, but a couple of them were those ones that where you just feel like a fucking bald eagle's trying to burst out of your rib cage. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you get caught in that, and it just, Definitely. Oh, and that split second of like, oh my god, I'm gonna, you know, and yeah, then the heart's and then gonna break. Yeah. And then it passes, and then you go, all oh, right, and then the, the the bile or whatever comes, and then that lovely thing that we all get when we've drunk too much or you smoke too much or whatever, and you finally get to that peace when you're like, oh, okay, it's okay, it's over. This is the end of the tunnel for now. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. It's a horrible ordeal, and I've been doing it like every month. I'm gonna plan to do. Well, I don't don't want to do it too much, but I'm gonna. Mm just see what it does and what, mm. what just put myself through the crap because it's horrible I don't want to go again yeah. I don't, you don't want to do it I'm back it didn't fill me with joy about the idea of doing it again no it's terrifying it's not terrifying but, it's, but you it's said to me it's weird man see how things go for days yeah yeah. you're not going to leave it and I got back and my wife asked me you know, how, how was it how was it you know because she's she loves hearing my endeavours into all this stuff and I said I I said, "Can we can we do it tomorrow?" I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And she and she's obviously because she's aware so much of probably she's pinpointed what my traumas are. A lot of them, what they are, is family orientated and stuff. Stuff that I've spoken about. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of hopeful that you know we're getting straight to root and we've pulled it out of the ground tonight. It's, a it's all fixed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. anyway. And then the next day we tried to talk about it in the kitchen, but the kids were running about. I said, "Look," and it still didn't feel right. It was a bit of a godsend for me actually i didn't want to i am like look i'm i don't i just can't i don't know yeah and not in a dmt way of no. like oh fuck me how do you even put that into words just in this weird it's, i don't know anything about 
Yeah. What I, the fuck? That? What, hap- what was that about? And it's hard to... Uh, it's it's weird. I mean, for me, uh, even the day after saying, Manny, but how was it? You know, what did you sort out? Did you sort anything out? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think there's maybe a shift. But then I realised the days after, like, just clarity and, like, clear, clear directions in my thought. Like, I get to, like, the end of a thought so quickly... Mm. As opposed to like being it's a bit muddy of a thought, but like now it's kind of like boom, there you can think about that, and, and it was very, very instant. Um, and uh, the next, well, for me as well, like every time I go, it's something is something is worked on that I need to kind of work on. That I don't want to face, it, be it something really stupid, yeah, that just affects your psyche from yeah. a young age, maybe, or like an encounter when you're younger that you don't really want to think about, or or anything. It just I don't know. Mm. This is it. You're right. Even now, I'm. I'm still like you know. You can't put your finger on it. This is the thing. You don't go. I feel. Yeah. You don't know, and it's odd, mm. and it is odd, and mm. it's. I do, I do you know what I've come away with? Mm. And this plays back into this this thing for me with my psychedelic kind of endeavors, sort of slowing down as I move into natural endeavors at the moment in this chapter, and. One of the, the, the lovely things that I came away with was meeting Drew. Again, another dot connecting community, like minds, mm-hmm. energy, frequency. Also, the the difficulty of it, you know, the the question, you know, the physical difficulty and the mental, you know, it's mentally and emotionally difficult to know that you're just about to embark on a violent purge for the next hour. Right? Yeah. To know yeah. you're doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you knew when you went on this roller coaster, you were going to fucking literally be sick. You know, you know, I'll leave that, you know. I'll go yeah. on it if I have fun on it, but if I'm just going to end up, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's funny because you're like, I'm going to spend my evening away from my wife and kids. And put myself Pay money to do this. Yeah. On paper, it looks mental. Yeah. And it is, and yeah. it is, and it's... Mm. I'm still trying to work out what it's doing, mm. but only, only my wife has been like, it's, "You're completely different." Mm. Yeah, no, I've, I've come away. I mean, I went for. A, I was scheduled to go for a bike ride the next morning, wasn't I? I was you up were. on the wolds with powerful Dave McGregor, um, and we went up to the wolds. It was beautiful. I was at his house at seven. But what I did find was because we'd fasted all day, the day before, yeah, prior for the combo. For me, it was quite a late night because I'm early bird, so it's quite a late night, and I. Don't think I ate much at all, and then I got up and went early. Didn't eat anything, and I Did generally I generally fast anyway. Okay, I'm normally kind of about eleven, twelve o'clock before I'll eat anything. You yeah, know, yeah. noonish. But then getting on the bikes in the wolds, we did like seven miles or ten miles. I got a puncture halfway around on my front wheel. Oh no! Now. I wasn't necessarily physically exhausted, but I think the emotion, the just the whole processing of like the magic, even the magic stuff. Never mind just the sitting and purging, but like the whole—that's a lot. It's a for me, somebody like you who looks for magic, who feels magic, who the reverence for these experiences. Just meeting you and being with you guys in that room and knowing mm-hmm. that this exists in my place, this where I'm from, this exists, this yeah. energy, all of that just absorbing into me. Then the fast. You know, then the purge on top yeah. of the fast. Then, yeah. I, you know, I, I might have had half a banana on the way out, you know, driving out there. I can't remember. I might have had it after. But I certainly felt a real, not drained. I don't know the, the language to put on it, you know. 
Like a lethargic empty. Not lethargic because I didn't. I could if I needed to do. I could do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Just a, a, an overwhelming. Just an overwhelming. Yeah. It's it's hard to understand. I mean, that's why Drew's always like the frog knows what to do. Yeah, just let it leave it to that. Leave it to leave it to the spirit. Whatever. Like, because yeah. the more you try and unpack it, you just like. Yeah, it was great, man. And and I, like I said, I come away meeting a beautiful guy. And but that's it. I'm you so guys, glad. As you soon as it happened, awesome. I was like, oh, you know, you would definitely like this, just because of the fact that of the of the space as well. Mm -hmm. Like it just resonated with me. Like you say, you know, it's not just the experience, but it's the sharing and the primal. The primal, what's the word? Um, familiarity mm. of doing a ritual with strangers like that. Mm. It feels familiar, mm. even though, like, genetically, some sort of primordial, like... The trust. Yeah, yeah. The trust required. I mean, and setting set will tell you all about it. Anybody who does, you know, pay attention to any kind of psychedelics are interested. Set and setting is a, is a term that was coined that's... It's critical, really, and breaks down in many different ways, but ultimately it's trust, you know, for me anyway, my interpretation is trust. And when you're going into a space with other people that you don't even know, mm. like when we referred to those early experiences when you have acid in fucking wherever, in the Arboretum, <laughs> or you have mushrooms in, you know, Amsterdam Square, around the bulldog calf. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, that trust, could, that... that that's not necessarily there. You might be with guys you don't know or there's mm. somebody else random, you know, like, but when we went in that room, when we were in that position, in that, in that circumstance, there's a, there's a, everybody knows that we've come with this intention. This trust is there naturally. And it's such a powerful thing. And in this climate that we live in today, mm. mad digital speedy fucking code communication and disconnection. Mm. I think, um, I think that's a really, uh, it, that's that's a, a really medicine. That's powerful a medicine. thing, yeah. Yeah, no, it's bang that's, on, man. That's, that's that primal thing. That's how I feel it. What you were describing yeah. there. It's like it's in you to feel this and to have this trust and to let go like this. Yeah, yeah, and, and we don't get to do it as much. No, not at all. And to be quite sensitive as well, in, in a way, like kind of embracing your feminine and your and your warrior in you as well. Like it's kind of like afterwards, you're kind of like, fucking oh, hell, a bit of an ordeal, but I feel a little bit stronger from that. But for me, I took away like just the sharing of space, and I've been hungry for that. Mm -hmm. And I was satisfied after. I was like, "That's what that's what I've been looking for." Yeah, in, in all this, you know, drugs and stuff. Like, no, it's space and it's people and it's it's sacred and it's respect, and it's and not a lot can go wrong if you if you go into it like that. I think, mm. and it's just family as well. Like we're all, we're all a big family, and I don't know. It was just it felt like home. Drew, Drew's so welcoming as well. Like it's just. Nice. I can't wait to bring him in and uh, well get his episode out and, and and people meet him and yeah, he's a lovely guy. Look, we'll go all night here. At K K what time is it? We, we're 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 getting on, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, obviously it's a difficult question to answer. What's the future? We go deep, and how do we move forward? I mean, who can answer a question about the future right now? I mean, future of go deep. I mean, we're really lucky. We're really lucky. I still feel really blessed that we started at the right time. Um, if we were any bigger and had retail space and had two or three tanks and took that risk, we'd have closed. Like, we were just so lucky that it's at the stage now where it is at still. I mean, eventually, like, we want to get, like, you know, build a cabin, like, out in the middle of nowhere, do a three-tank centre. But at the minute, I'm just holding down. It's ticking over. And we've got all this shit going on. Like, it, it, it it's 
it's needed. I mean, floating's going to get busy. I mean, from from first lockdown, from July till November, we're so busy. Like, mainly guys as well now. Like, loads of regulars coming every week. Guys really doing the work. Ace. Do you know what I mean? I love hearing that. Yeah, and it's been really nice. Even Annie was like, like, our Saturdays and Sundays were just getting just out of hand. Like, we're just... She was busy doing the Reiki's and the readings and was looking after Bobby and I got to float in. and The Seekers, man, these are the Seekers. Yeah, yeah. No, Matt Frost sure. was saying he's, he's, he hopes with the cryo as well that, you know, I think, was he, did he mention a guy that he bought his off Aiden um, had sold something like nine in that same time span? And it's like doubled, his, you know, the interest and the, yeah. the significant impact of what's happening and what we might be able to do about it mm. and people sort of having the time as well, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I mean like in reg- I mean eventually I'd love to, you know, expand and really set up with Annie like a, you know, like a holistic Yeah, healing. she she talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, so. that is like the big pipeline dream for for us both um and to build like a proper center and you know we've got friends at Herbalist, friends in like acupuncture doing the floats and you have your cold therapy as well mm-hmm. um but, but my just, wife my wife will do the doula in and we'll, and we'll all sit in here yeah. and chat about it <laughs> yeah man but thanks so much for uh for coming as well to the night it really yeah i'm, I'm just thanks for coming and, and putting your trust in it no, as well it's a blessing man i see that as a like i say in this crazy 2021 where everything's metallic and fast and throw away good old connection and meaning like that is is worth we can't even quantify it definitely man definitely what you've done here and the way it's grown it's just it's great to see ideas grow and just following your gut and keeping that kid alive nice one well we've got a lot of exciting stuff that's going to happen this year and uh, we're going to persevere we're going to keep on keeping on you know broadcasting is permittable so you know, it's weird times, man. It is weird times, but I, I, do you find your do you find now you sense yourself? What hits hits that in here? If I said a few words to pick up the algorithm, do you know? Do you know what I mean? I've been caught by the algorithm. Aiden and I have noticed it. So when we had a, we had a guest on, I reached out to a guy called Darren G. Episode yeah, twenty nine. Listen to that big episode, powerful episode. That's at like one hundred and forty five thousand views or something now for my little page. And our little endeavour, which is, I think, will be a year old on the 27th of this month. And the first 10 episodes were just me and my laptop, and you were the first one. It went out as number four. Mm-hmm. So episode 10 was locked down, or certainly the world turning upside down. It was like, right, I've got a load of time off. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Let's Let's turn this into video. Yeah. Since then, you know... We, had, we grew and grew and then I reached out to Darren and he was great and he come on and it turns out he's got a mad cult following and it was like, fuck me, 30,000 views in like day one. I was like, whoa, I got caught up in the comments, started reading comments and getting all carried away. Oh yeah, they think it's great. It's, it's up there with the biggest podcast in the UK and they're getting, you know, and then, oh, who's this host? Fucking hell, boring cunt. What's going on? He's having me fall asleep. Shit. Load of nonsense. Couple of baldies. And all this oh. stuff. So then I, I was reading that, and I was like, and I know, I fucking know. I love the YouTube world. I go yeah. to, the, I go for the comments. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah, I, I know it's just a fucking waste of time. Unless you're going to say something <laughs> positive, like love this or love heart or love and peace or whatever. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what? It's oh, yeah, fucking yeah, carnage. Yeah. But here I am reading it, and I literally Did had an epiphany. Did it get I had to an epiphany. Bit? Yeah, I read these couple of. Con- I mean, th- and also let's put it in perspective. So we're hitting two hundred views on a video, hundred views on a video. 
bang, 30,000 views, yeah? Yeah, it's mad. And then you realise, fuck, shit, it's real. Because there's a thousand comments and they're coming in fucking thick and fast and everyone's got an opinion on you and what you're doing. Nine and a half out of ten of them are just fucking great to fucking just fair game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tiny little half a percent are just the odd one, like maybe four or five that I've come across. I mean, because I'd stopped fucking reading it all. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, and it's really interesting psychological moment because again, you know, I'm aware that this is the process. So as it's happening to me, I'm aware, I know this, like when you go into a psychedelic experience, you know, I know, you know, I know, bang. Mm -hmm. Like Mike Tyson says quite beautifully, you've got a plan to get punched in the fucking mouth. <laughs> Right, so I read in this comment. Sorry, by the way, I watched Logan Paul's podcast last week with Mike Tyson. He right. ate five, gri five dry grams just on the air and just carried on talking, did the whole podcast. Mike Tyson did? Yeah. Just oh, ate, I've got to check that out. ate like five grams. They were all like gobsmacked. He was just like, just absolutely fine. So anyway, so it's oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'll check that out. I didn't know. I hadn't seen anything about that. Yeah, it's mad. That yeah. But that, that, um, that feeling, I, I had it. I was looked at this comment and I caught myself like, I mean, and listen, I'm way beyond any kind of defending myself or like, hang on a minute, mate, I work really hard on this. I'm yeah. I know, I'm kind of a wry smile. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm there. I'm it's in friction. I, I'm this person's opinion of me from afar is probably just a, a lovely person who's struggling in their own way over there who's seen this podcast and thinks, oh, fucking, it's just another dot in the fucking cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Alex, fuck, right, come on, we're going camping. And we just packed our bags. I fucking made a pact with myself, which initially was for that period of time, which I've tried and I'm trying to keep up full stop as a, as a behaviour, which is to get that thing out of my hands as much and not pay it so much attention. Mm -hmm. Difficult job because we're pretty conditioned. At the, well, I am at this point. So, But I did it and we went off and we camped. We went up the beautiful waterfall, cold therapy in the water, on our own, just me and my wife, on a date night, bottle of wine, couple of steaks, top of the Peak District, beautiful. Man, that's perfect. Oh, it's gorgeous, you know, a nice vape and bottle of wine. And, yeah. yeah, amazing. And just disconnected like I do when I go floating. I know I've got to go float, I've got to unplug. And I came back and I, and I just thought, right, I'll look, because it's so tempting to look, you know, this thing I'm working so hard at that I'm driven to do, to talk, to express, to be heard. Mm -hmm. You know, you do get this thing come back, 20,000, 25, you're like, fucking hell, you know, you're like, what is it? What is it? And I, and again, that behaviour, the numbers, it, it then becomes about that. Number it's game. not about that, but mm -hmm. it, you can't help but be drawn because there might be more, there might be more, there might be more, or there might not be any more. There might not, oh, God, Why is there more? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the whole thing's playing out, I'm like, no, just be again, just be. So yeah. I do, I manage, I pull it off, I get home at Sunday night, unpack everything. I don't like look up my phone and I'm wait, I just like wait till the time's right and I like, oh, check it. And it was up to fucking whatever it was up to. And I was like, fuck, that's mad. And then from that moment on, I read, I'll breeze across the comments, you know, and if people have made the effort to write something, I will read it and I'd like and, I, and I'll interact as best I can. Everything positive and meaningful, I always get back to it. But being drawn on stuff and, you know, drawing my conclusion on somebody else who's drawn a conclusion on fucking what? Yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah. People who spend their time to, to do that, though, you just think, oh, poor little bugger. That, that was a moment, though, poor. man. And again, in a growth mindset, like, like, okay, I get it. And then we move on. But 
after that, the, the fucking verbose me getting to the point of what you said there about... So we done censorship and stuff. We done uh, a podcast with Long Gusto mm-hmm. just after. Yeah. And we did a DMT special pretty much with Jay, Jay Bird, tattoo artist. And both of those, you know, we'd, we'd, we were hitting some higher numbers again, you know, as far as our general sort of, you know, we'd gone from a couple of hundred to this big hit yeah, where subscribers went up and now a couple of hundreds turn into 700, you know, and but in the Longusto episode, we, we got chatting about the situation and the um, remedies for the situation in the way of, the, I think at the time they were talking about the PCR testing and then the vaccine was going to be rolled out and will it be mandatory and, you know, is it going to be fair game tested and all the fair questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got told off. We got, we got, we didn't get a strike. Well, we did get a strike because you get three official strikes, you get but, three? but you get one to tell you You're next back. one's a strike. So, you know, oh. we got told off. Right. Because we're not allowed to spread disinformation. Mate. Now, I went back and watched and I thought, what? What is going on here? Like, what? When disinformation? We make a caveat during it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Just a human being trying to make sense of my experience yep. and what we're being told from this direction and what we're learning from this direction and somewhere in the middle is something. So we got squashed in. And I'm, I'm, I mean, it might be my sceptical side, but I can't help but think... And also, we don't shy away from it. You said it there, you know, what if we spoke about, you know, yeah, that's what we do. Mm. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do, what not to do. Yeah. I'm here with guests, connecting, trying to unravel. If this podcast probably hasn't done it better than any, when we get into the root cause of what is this thing, you know, like yeah. the wonder, that's all I'm in this for. And if it comes up and we've got to be truthful and talk about stuff, that's what we'll do. So when it does come up, we are quite vocal on it. And I know other podcasters that are much bigger than me that are well aware that they stay away from that topic yep. yeah, yeah. or the variations of topics now that have come un- under the umbrella of it because that's I mean, it the just whole kind of words. It's such a weird time as well because like the algorithms have really ramped up in this crazy year as well. Like even I, like I mentioned to you as well, I got deplatformed. I'm having to make Annie an admin on the page now so she can actually boost posts. And that's for Go Deep. Yeah, yeah. That's for your business. Yeah, because I'm claiming God knows what and what algorithms have picked up. I think it was, I mean, because I'm part of like a float collective in the UK as well, like a Facebook forum for all float tank owners in the UK. And there's a lot of, I put, I put a question out a couple of weeks ago saying like, it's just been happening to people. And they're like, yeah, like the, the algorithms are, the best way to put it or to take it, well, and the best way to kind of take it is the algorithms are just overshooting. Oh yeah, I everywhere. Mean, yeah, I mean, well, like I said, we're I'm having to get on it. Well, I've messaged Facebook. It's impossible to speak to anyone. Don't know why my posts can't be boosted. Um, I think it's probably because you're claiming well-being. What the words health benefits? So is that your understanding then? That the idea of the <laughs> algorithms catching words like mindfulness, yeah. like therapy, like yeah, I mean, all I'm the words that will be in this podcast description. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm part of a few forums, and there's a forum. Um, I had a skin issue last year that I mentioned yeah. ages ago. Um, but I'm part of a forum on that, and everyone's getting deplatformed now for posting pictures on there because it looks like self harm of their eczema, and they're talking about itching. It, the words like itching, um, just really, really like. And it's quite funny now because admins are kind of getting around the algorithm by replacing words with numbers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have you seen that? Yeah. So like float will be like the O will be a zero. Yeah. And I have an idea that that's that's how people will be getting around the AI in the future. Someone did say to me, actually, after that Longusto, where we talked about it and we got that slap and 
what seems like a bit of a shadowing or a shuffling to the bottom of the algorithms, <laughs> you know, um, to, to use other words. And yeah. there was a couple of alternative words for COVID and mm-hmm. coronavirus. There was a couple of words that they were like, you know, you call it this, you call it that. And I was like, well, yeah, if, if that came into my realm, because that's what I was calling it, like I've quite taken to calling it the Kung flu at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Give it that. I think I'll stick with that one. So you're lucky then, in the sense, like you say, timing wise. And I'm similarly with my business actually, because I just downsized the day job, right? Okay, just before Christmas, and kind of put myself into a much more manageable situation, which requires more of my time to be away. As we Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier in this podcast, I'd manufactured. Um without really knowing at the time, but a way of being there, of being working at home in the office and being around my kids in those critical first five, six years, you know, I nailed that down. And then as it turns out, I timed it to just be, and that, as the world fucking caved in on itself, thank fuck, like, I didn't have a bigger enterprise and yeah, a lot more responsibility and people's livelihoods. Overheads and, mm. yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So do you think then you're going to be lucky in the sense that your business can stick over and hopefully we do get to the point where human beings can, you know, use each other's services. Yeah, I mean, I can't <clears throat> I can't wait to be open again because after the first lockdown, it showed me that people have already been taking stock of the mental health. Yeah. Like they're really, really delving into so it. So pleased now. with that. Yeah, I am, man. I mean, it's a, it, it has to happen, the way the technology goes. And if we're going to survive with the symbiotic evolution that we're going through, while camping being primal, floating, everything to get away just for a bit, just to realign you a bit. Like, I don't hate technology. It's part of our advancement, probably. And like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love what we can do. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. So, but, I mean, in regards to the future of... So, what was the question? In just, to just to... you know, obviously making sure that you can keep offering your service and that you can keep that motivation and you can keep... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get digital. I mean, this is, if anything, this has kind of kicked the ass to get digital. Like, I've got... Just bought a new mic, got an SM7B finally, and uh, gonna start vlogging and just like float videos. And there's not a lot out there, there's actually mm. not a lot on YouTube, it's all like homemade. Like, there's, I know Hamilton did one, yeah. Um, I've actually got one, I made it private. I did one for my dad, I did a vlog of a float because my dad broke his neck at 15 playing rugby, oh, Jesus, and was not supposed to make it through the night, nevertheless, walk. And he's managed to get himself up walking and uses a walking stick he's, he's getting on a bit nice 63 still still strong as an ox still still you know positive attitude still after it and uh, when i was learning about floating i was like oh man this is going to be amazing for my dad because that's tension release and the mm. body to be able to be without the you know the heat of gravity and stuff so i was telling him about it and you know my dad's open-minded but he's you know he's he's not he's not um I'm not going to find him sat next to me in a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. So but he's open-minded and he'll listen to me and he'll take on my ideas, you know. So I'm like, oh, there's this thing floating. And like anybody you tell about floating like six years ago, seven what? years ago, a lot of people are like, what? Yeah, yeah. What? It does sound mental. What, you just lay in a fucking bath? So, yeah, you just lay. Yeah. Do it. I, I love the comment, I can do that in my bath. Yeah. So you can't fucking do that in your bath. <laughs> but I, I said it to him and I thought, right, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make a vlog. Maybe I'll I'll clip a bit into this now, maybe. And, uh, right now. Yeah, right. You've got it. Yeah. There it is. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but 
look at my fucking hair. <laughs> I think you look great. <laughs> so I, I did, and that, it was one of the first times I'd ever done that because I've never been a selfie person or any, you know, turning the camera on on myself. I mean, don't get me wrong, my ego's fucking big enough, but I, I just, it just, I just haven't. But I did that for the first time, like, and talked to the camera and like, okay, and I, I you know, this is where it is, and this is calm water because it was at Nick's place back then. And I went in and I took him through like the reception and just tried to give him the experience. And then I sort of said sayonara as I sat in there. And and it just so happened on that particular float, I had one of the razor sharp memory floats. I had like one of those just travel back to the concise fucking stitching of my T-shirt I could remember. Wow, okay. I was with family, my dad's family, my dad's sisters, my cousins basically. So just so happens this one that I'm documenting for my dad had this really poignant family kind of connection because I went back to being in a field in Devon as like a six-year-old and my four cousins all female the youngest one is six months older than me right so we were out there with them um playing with um the horses and the I, I remember there was there's a couple of big bulls and cows and, and these rolling hills. Of, and I could That's smell where you were the in grass. Your float. In my float, I could smell the grass. I could see that, like the print on my T-shirt, like a Superman. That was like, you know, all the the the, um, the print was flaking off yeah, 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 on the yeah. edges. And I could remember that. Oh, and I had those trends. And I like, went through my... As I was remembering it, I could... And it was just fucking HD. Wow. 8K. Yeah. And I yeah, was yeah. there. And I can remember running to that tree and hopping over that little bit of fence and... Really powerful, anyway. And then I, so I open the lid and I've left my phone on the tower so I can just go straight to a, you know, kind of document. And I, and I speak to the phone and I kind of tell my dad, you know, and how I feel and blah, 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 blah. And I sent him it and, I, you know, it's just a little private video. And and however many years later, a couple of years later, I, I ended up moving to Thailand and uh, found, this is the beauty, I bumped, found a, a float centre in Bangkok. Amazing. I contact him, young lad, my age from Texas pretty much got the same story arc as me I'm just fucking kicking around where I'm from and I can't see where it's gonna go and fuck it my, my dad's in Thailand I'm gonna start a float business in Thailand because that's what I've got a business plan set this is what I was gonna do in Thailand really I was get my roots down and I've got a business plan in my Dropbox files <laughs> have you really that I'd set up for Patio Float Centre yeah nice so I, was, I wanted to, I initially called him for, you know, to chat about doing a float and then I sort of let it be known that he's in Bangkok, I'm in Pattaya, you know, that I've got this sort of idea to put down and he gave me a load of advice and he, t he was really cool. I went to see him in Bangkok and I took my dad. My dad was up for floating. Now, my dad's a little bit cautious of it because obviously it's going to be great for him getting in that salt water and floating, but... He's vulnerable in the sense that if he falls, he slips, he can't get in there on his own, he's going to need helping in. Okay. You know, that whole deal. So yeah, he's yeah. always, he's a proud dude, you yeah. know, although he's open. It's he, quite revealing and... Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and just like, you know, so he was up for it. We did it. We went out there, sat down with, um, God, don't let his name evade me. What, Texas dude? Texas... Let's call him Texas Pete. <laughs> Out of respect, it will come back to me, and I send him love. So we sat down in his space, ready to go in, and we're talking my dad through it. And uh, my dad's cool, and he's lacking the space. He's kind of feeling it, and we take him in. And we, he's, my dad's got his shorts on already, and we, you know, both of them, both of us, over the arm, over the shoulder, get him in, make sure he's cool, hit the buzzer, let us know, you know, time mm -hmm. the float so I'd be out, you know. 
um, shut the lid, and Texas Pete says to me, do you fancy a muffin? As in a muffin? As in a muffin. Yeah. And what I love is because he just knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, okay. we're both similar age. We, I'm from the UK, That's he's hilarious. from America. We've both come to Thailand. We're both from, you know, because we've, we've had that chat that you have, you know, oh, you love floating all your podcasts. Yeah. This person, that person, Terence McKenna, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know Back then, Joe Rogan, obviously, because sure. his American connection as well. Yeah. Texas now. So then it was just like, do you want a muffin? I love that. It was yeah. just like we just we are on the <laughs> yeah. level and like bros. and I'm like, oh yeah, fucking too, right. I said, but then I was worried. I did say to him, I said, Yeah, but don't it take fucking ages to kick in and I'll be out of the float yeah. driving around Bangkok off with your dad. <laughs> so anyway, he goes, Oh no, I've done him. He says, when I do him, he says they're 20 minutes to come in. And just a little listen, he, he taught me through the milligramage and whatever he'd had in it. And uh, he says, No, he says, for me, the perfect is 20 minutes. So anyway, we had it. We had a chat for another 10, 15 minutes. I get in my float. And, um, or did we even get my dad out? And then I went in. I had a while with him anyway, whichever right, way yeah. around it was. Yeah, yeah. And then I go and get in the float, right? I can't remember a lot about the float. I know it was sound, it was good. And it, I can remember having the feeling of like, this is mad, I'm doing this. In, I'm in Bangkok doing this. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because actually the setup was so similar to what I knew as Nick's mm-hmm. and what I now know as yours, that beautiful, tranquil, Again, the energy that's been put in, the, the minimalistic yep. kind of just open space, warm in space. Yeah. And it was mad because it was in Thailand, because obviously when you drive around Thailand, it's mental what you're seeing everywhere, you know. <laughs> so was, that was bizarre. I remember that. That was about as much as I remember the float. Then I got out and I remember, my, yeah, my dad was sat there already. So yeah, I must have gone in after because he sat on the sofa like where we were in the beginning. And they're chatting, and I come and sit down and chat, and my dad's just smiling, I'm smiling, and I'm like, obviously I'm like, how oh, was it, Dad, how was it? And he's like, he couldn't really put his finger on it, but he's just smiling. That's great. And good, and like, you know, and intrigued. Mm-hmm. And the conversation's flowing, and I'm kind of like, a bit like the old, um, the vapes and that, you know, you don't really, for, whatever he'd done in the dosage of this muffin was just like, wrapping around me. It was only until... <laughs> <laughs> It does, man. It like was he... only until I get in the car and I'm driving, my dad's in the passenger seat, and I realise, oh, yeah, I'm in Bangkok. We're, we're going back to Patty, which is two and a half hours which way. Right, <laughs> hang on a minute, right. Let's go. So I'm keeping it together. My dad's cool, he knows where I'm at. Like, he knows what's going on. I'm oh, like, does he? He knows yeah, it? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's oh, cool. okay, sound. So I'm like, right, you might have to be my co- co-op here, you know, get the sat-nav on. And like, yeah, this way, that way, this way. And then eventually we get out and we're on the Sukhumvit Road which is the highway, yeah? And at that point, I'm comfortable, and we're chatting. How was it, Dad? And I just noticed him. He's looking out the window and, like, just having simplistic moments, you know, like... like it, I think he said to me, I can't remember exactly, maybe I'll ask him, but I'm sure he had a moment where he was like, my boy's here with me. We're in Thailand, and, my, you know, you're here. He saw it. like what's yeah, it? yeah, you know, man. and all the... Because historically, you know, it's not been good. We've been separated, and there's been a lot of trauma and all sorts of stuff, so... Yeah. All these years later, me as a young 32-year-old or whatever I was, we're together. I've taken him on this experience. He can't put his finger on this experience, but he's obviously opening up. Yeah, you know, we're man. together anyway and all those simple things. And I feel that happening and I'm like, I know the perfect fucking music now because my record that soundtrack that holiday was The War on Drugs. Yeah, okay, Lost yeah. in the Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first track, Amazing. yeah, the first track, Under the Pressure, just... That chapter of my life, that, that that record, and especially that track, and I just put that track on. I knew he was in a good place. I knew where I was going. 
<laughs> and I put that on and it was just beautiful. It was just a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful moment of like, and I, I, I knew then in that moment, oh, I'll carry this moment, you know, like. Yeah, you recorded it. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And the, and the soundtrack, you know, was sweeping. I mean, if you know the track, I mean, fucking, yeah. it's beautiful. Anybody who hasn't listened to Under the Pressure by The War on Drugs, I think it's the first track on, yeah, on um, Lost in the Dream. Sorry, sorry to interject, but can anyone else spell burning? Oh, I can a little bit, yeah. What is um, it, Jesse? It's not Jesse, is it? Just just that bad thing on all day. No, sorry. Yeah. I think uh, I think the back of Probably the, the blanket on it. Yeah, be sucking it up a bit. Fucking, it's all pyrotechnics around to the chat. <laughs> don't mess about. I was that, that plug you put. It's in. like being at a Kiss concert. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's a point actually, Aiden. Yeah, I've been messing about with the plugs, haven't I? But um, definitely radiator smell. That's but, yeah, beautiful, man. That was a beautiful moment, and no, knowing that he'd done it and floated, and I'd I mean, given I'm yet, that experience. I'm yet to get my dad in the tank. I really want to get him in it. And he, he, he went through a phase of really being into his meditation when my mum and dad got divorced when I was about 10, 11. And he, was, he went through a phase of listening to a lot of Enya. <laughs> fucking powerful Enya. Yeah, it is, man. It I'm, is not, I'm not having any bad words said no. against Enya. But then he did listen to a lot of, like, he'd pull up sometimes as well and he'd have, like, the bloodhound gang on. And I was like, well, Dad, listening to the bad touch. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> then Enya's on the next track. I'm like, this guy's going through some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's purging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's a legend. But yeah, I, I'm yet to get him in the pod and I really think you'll love it. Mm. But that's... Getting together, man, as you know now from little Bobby, you know, and I think we covered it early on, whatever you're doing, whatever the endeavour, you know, be overjoyed. Yeah, However simple it is, looking out the window on your way to the seaside, just sat on your sofa on a Sunday afternoon. I had it this weekend with the kids. I took them into Star Wars, right? So, I mean, I can go all night, yeah. I've got to stop. I've got to stop, but I'm enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this yeah, chat tonight. Um, watching Star Wars at the weekend. I tried it with them a while back. I'm not massive Star... I, I kind of... My dad took me to watch Return of the Jedi. I'm not a Star... I don't know everything. I don't... I, I can't remember. I've got well, fractions of the film. the concept. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I tried to get him to watch it because I thought, oh, this would be brilliant because I'm sharing it with him. I don't really know a lot. And it's fucking... Anyway, it was a couple of years too soon. Then we put it on the first one, Hopin, Hopin... Was it Aiden? A New what? Hope. The, the New Hope. And That's and the original, right? right? That's yeah, so I'm watching him in the chronological the order of, of being lost. released. Yes, yes. Because fuck them new the ones prequels are all and PC Disney, bollocks. Disney, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me, but that's just my... The one I have watched was just like totally just it's like serving, Disney though, isn't it? It's just serving up all these cliches. It was just awful. But yeah. that that first one we watched it at the weekend, and again in that moment, this is what I'm getting at. Verbose me again. Just I just looked across the sofa. My, my, my daughter's like I'm laid across the three seat sofa watching the turn in front. My daughter's kind of like off on the top of the sofa, like hanging down on me with her cheeks <laughs> on me. My big lads like underneath me at the front. I got I've got him in like a half. Half guard, <laughs> and Jess is kind of on top of me up the side, just wrapped around me. And we're all in this little knot of just love. That's amazing. Just man. in our house, just watching a fucking film that's forty-five years old. It's real simple, you know. And yeah. it's th if you recognise them, the moments, it's amazing, you know. And yeah. I think that's that's a nice takeaway tonight. You've dropped some lovely, lovely, lovely anecdotes and. I don't want to call it advice because it's just your experience relayed, which is beautiful. But I think a lot to take away, you know, simplify. Yeah. Simplify. simplify. Yeah. And this, you know, if we can get out there this year, 
which we will. We're going to go camping, yeah? We will get out there. We will. I can't wait. We'll go out and we'll go camping and we'll embrace that and see how that goes. Yeah. All the other stuff as well, I'm sure. Yeah, no, man. I'm super, super stoked. Blessed to know you, man. Ah, listen, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing. We can bring, bring this, this kind of conversation to people who, who are interested in this kind of thing mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Might find out you are. Just find your medicine, whatever You might just is. think, what a couple of fucking woo-woos them comes Oh, from. my God. I'm so glad I <laughs> shut off sooner. What, what, what would Annie say? Crazy. And just there walk, we go. Just walk out. Peace and love, Kieran. Go Peace deep. Love, brother. Everything's in the description. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the cat. I want to say my own words. Go on then. Very angry. There you go. That was such fun. I really, really enjoy being in Kieran's company. He's just... He's really knowledgeable. He's super psychedelic. He's he's into loads of stuff I'm into, and he makes me. He's one of those people that I get around, and I just want to be a better person. I want to polish my shit up. I want to rough, take the rough edges off, smooth off myself, and you know, reach a little further. And I get that from Kieran. So I hope you enjoyed that. There's there's a lot in there to to dig into, but for me, as I as I mentioned in the beginning, I think love being here now presence gratitude for the most straightforward and simple things seems to um seem to rise through everything you know you can watch a clip of that and you could say fucking druggies what what you know getting out your heads and seeing alligators 40 foot tall but watch the whole thing and then you know you'll have some context you'll have some understanding is to you know that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about long these long form conversations and what i try to do with you the chat <clears throat> is just keep it as can remember when you know people of my generation used to go around and see your mates you'd knock on the door hey billy how you doing i've got some beers i've got you know, some smoke or I've got to get a pizza or whatever the fuck the football's on. We're going to watch this movie. We're going to, whatever it was. And you'd go in and you'd sit down and you'd crack beers and you'd crack jokes and you'd talk shit and you'd push the boundaries and you'd spend time. That's what we try and create in here. You know, we don't, it's not formal. It's not an interview. You know, the table's got loads of shit on it because that's what's got on it. And we want you in the room with us and having a vibe. And if we shoot out a shot to make a brew or grab a beer, you know, that, that's what happens. We're in the kitchen. This is the kitchen party. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. And those episodes like that with, with Kieran, yeah, really wonderful. And we'll do, we'll do it again and again, I'm sure. Also, at this point, I would like to say, head over to our website. I think I did a Last of Blast blog that was done that I did was about censorship and what's going to happen this year to little podcasts, to little enterprises, whatever they are, creative enterprises. Obviously, as we find more and more people being online because that's how people are going to communicate, school's going to become remote. We're going to be talking a lot about that. As listeners know of the podcast, we have been... Well, we took our kids out of school last year. We talked about it for a long time. 
it looks like it might have been a bit of a prophecy because I don't think I don't think school's going to be a thing in the future in the coming years big old buildings with big old boilers and big old tarmac playgrounds and car parks and administration and costs and services I think you're going to find our great reset leaves us in front of screens more and more and more so there's a lot to talk about that but the, the point being is you guys who are listening and who are part of this little family, this little tribe, Aidan and I, to build what we want to build in the future and keep this thing uncensored. Well, no, fucking forget saying that. Just to keep this thing. Because if we can't do what it is we do, which is shoot shit and be right and be wrong and be ugly and be silly and be all of these things, then we won't do it. It'll just, well, we won't do it. That'll be it. That'll be it. So what we do need to do is create an environment or a platform or, or a, a way of keeping this relationship alive. Because if if YouTube eject us, if Apple eject us, then there is no way of doing it. Now, Aiden is a whiz. For people who, who follow Aiden, he's a whiz, man. And he's talking about creating our own servers and there's all sorts of computer science that he uh, that he understands and I don't I think we just joined Twitch as well I'm probably not supposed to say that yet but I think we're moving towards Twitch and I think we're going to a bit shoot but this, the point is is we're going to be in much smaller communities, much more direct meaningful smaller communities you're not just going to be scrolling past you know a thousand pages that you like on some big platform like Instagram or YouTube you're going to be going individually to the places where these these things are and that means more because that's a specific journey it's a specific discipline of time that you've put aside to do that you're not just going oh scrolling oh yeah I'll just go there oh oh, yeah go there no you you will think about it your diet will be much more considered and that's the way it's going to go so we want to try and get you guys to just Drop us your email. Just go over to the website, chewthechat.com. Hit the newsletter site. Just sign, I'm not sending fucking newsletters out every five minutes telling you what colour pants we're wearing and shit. I just want to build a database of who you are, where you are, and then when things do change and there's vital information needs to be known, i.e. this is where you're going to find the videos, this is where you're going to find the podcast, this is what's happening, whatever then we can do that and we can keep this this alive this you know this true conversation alive so do do that if you can that'd be amazing and there'll be a new blog up there this week as well uh which will be about this last couple of weeks podcasting in the early part of lockdown as it's been really interesting so uh I shall be blogging about that chewthechat.com head over hit the uh the email and for any of you who want to go the extra mile and send us a send us a message, tell us a guest you'd like to hear or tell us fucking anything, we're gonna send you a t shirt. We'll send you um a bug t shirt, the white the white t shirt with the uh the logo bug on it. With lots of love from us. Okie Koki. I want uh, to say goodbye. I want to say trust yourself. I want to say love one another and take care. Peace.